Welcome, welcome. You are listening to The Discussions. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Discussions Podcast. I am Eric Castro, and I have here... Scott Henry. As always. As always. And across from us, we have Elder Michael Weiniger. Hello, everybody. Elder Weiniger, where did you serve? I served in the Madagascar Antananarivo mission, uh, which is, it's an island south of Africa. Um, but my mission, though, it was part of the Madagascar mission, but I served on an island south of that called La Reunion. Oh, La Reunion? La Reunion Island, yep. And it's uh, it's governed by the French, and so I did speak oh, French. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oui, oui. <laughs> it wasn't, Ray, les, les it wasn't La Reunion, it was Reunion. La Reunion. So what years, then? Let's get this out of the way. What sure. years? Uh, so I served from... Uh, 2006 to 2008. So this is actually really cool and unique to you at the time. It's not unique now, but Mike, you all, you actually went out as an 18 year old. Yeah, I was, the, I was at the pilot program for this going. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no. let's pick this random kid from Leighton, Utah. He did awesome there, man. They got to do <laughs> they, that's why they had to wait 10 years before they really did it. Like, right. <laughs> like, uh, give it some time. Know. Give it some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my parents actually got called to be mission presidents in the Cambodia Phnom Penh mission. And then, so they got called when I was in high school, my senior year. And when they told me that, it was really, I was really excited for them, but I was kind of like, well, what the heck am I going to do now? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the last kid in my family. I, I come from a family of four, um, two brothers, two sisters, but they're all like 10 years plus older than me. And so I pretty much grew like a only child pretty much. And so I had a couple options. I could have stayed home, uh, and like try to go to school there, or I could have gone to Cambodia with them. I didn't really want to do that for like three years. Um, or I had an option to go on my mission early. And so, yeah, I took a lot of thought and a lot of prayer as well and decided that was the right thing to do. Go a little bit early. So I actually did go when I was 18. How far into your 18th year were you? Half. I, okay. I was, I was born in December. I went in June. Okay. So it's not like it's much earlier, but I mean, no, yeah, my birthday's still... in December and I had to wait. Yeah. Till after. So right. I mean, it's right after high school. Which yeah. Is pretty unique. Yeah. And I, yeah, I actually got my call and I went through the temple and everything before I got graduated in high school, which was not that's, happening. Like right, that, right, right. Now it's like that's a, that's that's the normal now. That is the norm now, but it yeah. was not then. So right. do you know if that was pretty unique? Or were there other mission presidents that had their kids doing similar things? I've heard with some doing that if they were like around my age, but I mean it's it's up to the kid right. what they want to do. But I've heard that before. Actually, my um, in my ward, I found out my uh, the scoutmaster who I was with. He did the same thing. His parents got called as mission president. He went when he was 18, like before this started right. at the right, church. Right. So. Um, so I guess I got a question with that. At what point were your parents, because I know there was a point, if I can recall, there was a point when you were home and your parents were gone, right? Yeah, they were in the MTC, I think, for about a month. Yeah, about three or four weeks before I went. And you were just home alone. Home alone. Just 
filling up filling up my canteen. Walk, <laughs> walk, walk us through walk walk us through real quick. Then, like you're receiving the call. Was that like? Was there any other story or anything that happened through that that you think is unique or something you want to share about actually sending in your papers, receiving your call? Obviously, again, we've already gone through something that's really unique to you. Are there anything else? Yeah, actually, I actually remember, uh, I actually kind of forgot about this, but my brother-in-law reminded me was when I was sending in my papers. Because um, you know how, like, when you sit, when you put in, like, your papers, it has, okay, it has, like, you where your nationality and usually your nationality and usually like United States of America is right at the top. Right. So I just kind of figured it was at the top, but I didn't really look at it. And then when I submitted everything, when I was reviewing, I put myself as like, I was like a 30 year old Afghani. (laughs) 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 They're like, man, we're really, (laughs) look at these people. We're, we've got members from Afghanistan. We're really reaching out and touching people. I know he's 30, (laughs) but we got to let him go. (laughs) (laughs) He's, He's done. Um, but I, I do remember when I got my call though, um, I think it was actually from like a camping trip. I went with like, uh, some friends and I came back and, um, I got my call and then I just kind of want to do it privately. So I just did that with my parents. But when I got the call and told them the name, I couldn't really even pronounce the name at all. Madagascar, Dan and Rebo, a lot of vowels in there, but <laughs> my dad didn't even believe me. It was like, okay, really? okay, yeah, yeah. Where are you really going? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, he's like, yeah. I know yeah. I'm going to Cambodia, but where are you going? <laughs> right, yeah. He's like, I'm special enough. I'll go to somewhere cool. You're going to Ohio, right? You're going to Boise. Yeah, he's like, I know, I know. That's crazy. So how was, how was, uh, did your parents get you all like packed and ready to go before they left? Or did you have to figure that stuff out on your own? Um, I was jogging my memory a little bit here. So I had to, well, we went before, well, we got like the call and then I got everything that I needed to, you know, how you get like the pamphlet and everything. Right. Right. Where you have to, um, pick up everything. So we did that together. But as far as packing though, I did have to do that on my own. Did pretty good. But then I remembered though, my first time in the MTC when I had to take a shower, I actually forgot towels. So, so you're like, oh, I'm going to drive myself all of these shirts. So, did, so who took you to the MTC? My brother. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so my parents were already there. And so and oh, they were I still lived, there. They were still. Yeah, my parents and I, we were actually in the MTC together for like three or four days. Did so I, I actually it? got, yeah. Okay. I actually got set apart at the MTC. Weird. Yeah, my mission, my, my stake president came to the MTC and my parents were then. That's where I got set apart. You're just so special, Mike. I know. <laughs> so you so look at that. I told you I was the pilot program. Yeah. <laughs> How many times did you actually see your parents then? So it was that time. I would think three or four times. Did you like, when you saw them, though, was it like just walking down the hall? You're like, oh, dad, mom. <laughs> Once or twice. When I was there, it was when all the mission presidents were there, too. Right. And so they had some of the general authorities there. And I remember I saw President Irene walking past us and i was kind of like and i was like oh yeah that's president irene and all of a sudden he like he turns to my dad's like hey bob i was like what (laughs) you guys are on first name basis (laughs) so he knew him from before yeah just from just from their interactions at the mtc and and my dad was a state president too so i think he's had some interactions with some of the general authorities that way just like you know you know henry how how you're like geez louise that's crazy so let's we like talking about so provo mtc is where you went 
uh, we want to, we like talking about MTC stories, um, or just your MTC experience. How did you enjoy the MTC and how long was it? Nine weeks. How long were you there? Yeah. Yeah. Two months, two months there with the language. Okay. So it was French or what was French? Did I miss that? Yeah. French, French. Well, studied French, tried to study French at the MTC. When I got on my mission, it was more Creole French, kind of like the slang French. And so kind of had to relearn all that. They're like, oh, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so, but how, so how, how was your experience at MTC? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Was it, in, you're indifferent to it? Yeah, it was, it was fun. I mean, that's kind of, kind of what they said there. And I agree, like the, the weeks are fast, but the days were long. Yeah. Cause there was like a lot, of, cause you do classes all the time and stuff. So the days could kind of drag a little bit, but then all of a sudden, you know, the weeks gone by. And so it was pretty, ended up being pretty quick. How was your uh, gym experience? We like talking about gym experiences. The gym? P- particularly Foursquare. 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 Did you play Foursquare? I was a pro at Foursquare. So I, yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> there were other people. There's, there's another weirdy. Like, it wasn't just Eric playing by himself. He, so I, I always ask about Foursquare, and Scott's like, what the heck? What do you mean Foursquare? because yeah, I never knew this was a thing. <laughs> no one wanted to play with me. I would beat them all up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> a yeah. Foursquare baller. Listen, you're in the king square, and you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Gosh. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, so like, did you, were you play? what were you doing during gym time? Were you? Yeah, some of the outside, cause we were in the, it was in summer. So we did a lot of stuff outside. I think we did like some soccer, volleyball. That was kind of most of it. Gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. Anything else you want to mention about MTC? Any, like, were the people in your district, where were they going to? Cause they usually put you with other kids right. speaking French or right. the same language, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they might not all be going to your mission. Yeah, that's right. So we had, um, our district was pretty small. We had seven people all together. Um, besides me, there were three other elders and then three sisters. And it was just me, another elder, my companion at that time. And he was actually from England. I actually thought I'd be one of the taller ones on the mission, but this guy was six foot nine. Wow. That's a big <laughs> this guy was huge. Big guy. Yeah. And what so, a companionship. You two just walking down. Mike, how, how tall are you? Into the water. <laughs> Actually, I remember this. This was a pretty funny experience because my companion was from England. And when I first got there, um, when I got into like the whatever it is, like the dormitory, the room, whatever, he was already there. And we weren't really talking too much. But then all of a sudden he has, hey, so how many, how many trousers did you bring? He said that in the English accent. I was kind of right. like, what? <laughs> He's like, trousers, how many trousers? I'm like, the. He's like, trousers, trousers, pants. Oh, pants. You're like, pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we took a little while to get some communication <laughs> down. But he was, he was awesome. He's actually one of my favorite companions. And like, he, he went to Madagascar as well. We became really good friends. That's awesome. And we still try and keep in touch with things. And then we had one other sister that went to Madagascar with us in that district. So did they allude to the fact that you wouldn't be speaking pure French? Or did they, did they say, Hey, you know, this is the basics and you're going to kind of learn yeah. what it's like. So you, you kind of knew that going into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, you learn that, I don't know. Did you guys, yeah. You spoke Spanish. Did you? Portuguese. I was you spoke Portuguese. Okay. So you kind of know what the language barrier. Yeah. Cause yeah. So in the MTC, you kind of, you learn basics, but then when you get out in the field, it almost all goes away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kinda, yeah. But it just over. must be another level though. Cause Creole, like, like Creole is just a catch-all term for any language that's gone right south <laughs> <laughs> because it's on an island yep. and people just start speaking whatever. But French Creole, like that's 
that is very different. Like that. So did they? Yeah. yeah did they mention? Did they say, "Hey, you're gonna, you're Madagascar to speak this," or did your teachers have any idea? Yeah, actually, my my teacher went to Madagascar. Oh, okay. So and okay. went to La Reunion, so he knew what it was like. Um, he didn't really talk too much about the Creole because we do did try to speak mostly with French with everybody. Um, so he didn't really, we didn't really go into that too much, but yeah, I just, I just remember though, like when I first got like my first Sunday on the mission, uh, when my companion was introducing me to some of the members, one of the members like came up to me and said, bienvenue. And I just like looked him in the eye. I was like, what? <laughs> and like, I, re- I remember like it being like translated in my head, like, Hey, bienvenue, right. bien as well. And then venue is like, is like another form is like the form to come veneer. So it was like, Hey, well to come. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember that was going through my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I speak with you. Yeah. That's funny. Yep. So do you remember did anything else? The MTC you want to touch on? Um, no, other than that, it was a cool experience. Probably the best experiences I had was the devotionals. I thought that was really cool with all the missionaries together. And like when you, when you was seeing like together and, like just a huge, right. huge audience. Well, you get general is, authorities in the mm-hmm. Provo MTC coming, I think once a week. Yeah. Yeah. At least we, yeah. the, the one that stood out for me was, uh, president Hinckley's son. He came, he was a member of the 70. Okay. Um, and I, the one th- thing that I remember I thought was really cool was he actually came and he showed us the, the book of Mormon that Hiram Smith had when he was in Carthage jail. Mm-hmm. And he, and it's still like there, there's still like the crease in it of where he left off. I thought that was really cool. Like right. he had to put like gloves on and showed us the book of Mormon. I thought that was kind of cool. That's that is cool. Unique. Did you have, so while the mission presidents were there, yeah, there probably was a time, was the whole first presidency there at one point then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. Because when the mission friends are there, they bring in the big guns. They're not yep, exactly. They're not just calling in like you know some seventy. Right. They're yeah. just like, <laughs> These guys head horses. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, funny. The, the, uh, the first guy I met actually right when I went to the MTC, a guy, the guy who opened the door for me was Eller Uchtdorf. It was oh Dieter Uchtdorf. He was there, and he was actually he's really cool. Like he he took some time to talk to me. He's like, so Elder, where are you going? I told him it was Madagascar. And he's like, oh yeah, Madagascar. And he's a pilot. Yeah. Right. So he's like, hey, so when you when you fly over Madagascar, on that map that you see on the TV, no, you'll see like a place called Moroni. To fly over that. Interesting. So that was kind of cool. Talk with him a little bit. It's not. It's not. It's not a gimmick. The man always talks about planes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's, he's pilot it's through and a, through. He's, n- yeah. It's not a talk. He's like, oh no, yeah. This is what I do. This yep. is who I am. Yeah. He's uh, awesome. That's funny. That's awesome. Um. So leaving there, getting on the flight. Um. What do you remember leaving the MTC and hopping on a plane? Do you remember where you went to? How long the flight was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty cool experience. Uh, I had so many feelings going through my head as I was going on. Yeah. Because uh, as far as flight pattern went, we went from Salt Lake City to Ohio, then from Ohio to France, and then France to La Reunion. What? That's a long That's a travel long, day. yep. So you, did you know, so at what point did you know you were going to La Reunion? Because, on the mission, right, or on the MTC. In the MTC? Yeah. At what point? Like right before you left, or? No, like at the start of the MTC, but even preparing for it, they told us it was going to be the Madagascar and Tanarivo mission, but didn't mention La Reunion in the letter, and they said it would be French-speaking, and so we didn't even know. Because, like preparing for it. Like, right, so like you never stepped foot in Madagascar. Right. We flew over it, but I never set foot on Madagascar. Right. But it's all the same mission. All the same mission. Yeah. So the Madagascar mission contains, it's the main island, right. Madagascar, then Law Reunion. 
And then there's a British island called Mauritius, and that's next to La Reunion. Actually, some of the missionaries from La Reunion got to go to Mauritius for a few months and came back. I stayed my whole mission the two years at La Reunion. And then the other part that's not open yet, we were all kind of hoping it would be open, but it's the seashells. Yeah. Islands over there. Because yeah. I've seen pictures of that. It's like beautiful. And so we were all hoping that it was going to open over there, but didn't. And they're like, not we'll open, open quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send me, president. <laughs> I'll go. So, yeah. Okay. So, like, <clears throat> did you have any thoughts on that? Like, when you were told, like, yeah, you're not going to Madagascar yeah, itself. Saying, so how, like, so did they, how did that come about? Like, like when they when they told us? Right. Yeah. So they say, hey, you guys aren't going to Madagascar. You're going to be here your whole mission? Or like, how did Yes. The cool thing was actually, for, for one thing, I got to see my mission president, who, who was going to be there, um, President Gaia. And he's from New Caledonia, so he kind of knew a little bit what was going on. So we got to talk to him. Well, that is cool. Yeah. So you're in the Cause, MTC yeah, cause with all, him. Because all the mission presidents yeah. were there at the time. And my parents, it was actually kind of cool because my parents got to, um, they when they had like a lunch or something, because there's a big cafeteria, right? They were trying to find a place to eat when they saw just one couple sitting on the table. And so they're like, oh, okay, we'll go sit with them. It ended up being my mission president Weird. who was going to be. So they sat with them and they, and they found out that they're going to be the mission. They're going to be my mission president. My son, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how they met. So they actually met my parents and... Um, you know, my mission president and his wife. And then, uh, and then they came to visit our classroom once or twice uh, while they were still there. So we got to talk to them a little bit. About, and is that when they told you, they're like, Hey, you guys are actually going to, yeah, since island. we're French speaking. Right. So he knew where we would go. So wait, if you're on the main Island, you're not French speaking, right? You're Malagasy. What and I, I learned a tiny, tiny bit of Malagasy because there's quite a few Malagasy people on our union. What the heck? Okay, so I just so assumed. Yeah, I just assumed all Madagascar was French speaking. <laughs> nope. So the fact that it was a French speaking called mission, you like it's for Madagascar. So if you're speaking French going to Madagascar, you're going to La Reunion, right? Gotcha. Yep. And well, we didn't find that out right till we were in the MTC, like in the classroom. It's like, hey, so you guys, the, like, I think it was our teacher that like finally. You know, like said Broke to us, news, like, listen, us guys, you guys aren't now. You guys know you're not going to Madagascar. You guys oh. know you're not actually going <laughs> to Madagascar. You're like, you're going, what? To the, you're going to the boon. You're going to the boonies. <laughs> <laughs> so in Malagasy, then obviously it, it doesn't seem like it has any roots with um, any Latin language. Not at all. Um, African language. Uh, there were Malagasy people you said in La Reunion, so you mm-hmm. picked up a little bit there. Tiny Did bit. you meet any people in the MTC that were going to Madagascar speaking Malagasy? Not that I recall. I did meet some people that were going to Cambodia, which was pretty cool. So we, cool. I got to talk to them because because it was my parents who's going to be the, the mission president. Like, so. You're either going to hate or love my dad. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> like, I Don't touch him off from me. You're like I think he's fine, but I mean he raised me, so yeah. so there you go. Yeah. So Ohio. So you're actually quite a bit off of Madagascar. I just googled it because I was had no idea what it was, but you're tiny island there. Yeah. Yep. A little ways off. Yeah, and then I think to the right is Mauritius. Yep. And the Seychelles are clear up, and they're kind of more north. In the, that's a that's a that's a big fly fishing destination. That's on my list. I will go to the Seychelles oh, yeah. before I die. Oh heck yeah, I'm going. I'm going oh, there. Is that the, is that the proper? I mean, because you say you say seashells. Is that the proper pronunciation? Se- of it? Seychelles. Yeah, because it's S E Y. S E Y. Yeah. Interesting. Mike's just being nice. You know, he's giving it to us easy. He's like seashells. You call whatever you want. Like whatever. So Ohio, Ohio to France, France to La Reunion. Right. Any anything you remember about landing in La Reunion? Like you don't. Ha- I'm, I'm I'm assuming your mission president's not waiting for you then. 
No, because because my mission presence, their their mission home was on Madagascar. Right. So he looked because he looked over Madagascar, Laurie and Mauritius, and so he would only see us like once every zone conference. So that's like once every like six weeks. Right. That's when that's so the only he time would, we would come see out him. once per transfer though. Yeah, yeah, he okay. would. Or yeah, and sometimes, and we would always look forward to him like doing like an like an interview with him, you know, because we've been. <laughs> Out of it for like six weeks, and we want some reassurance right. that we're doing. Are we doing a good job here? Um, we're just out here in the middle of nowhere. Some <laughs> we don't island. know what we're doing. You're like really living like the other side of heaven. You're like, ah. it, it, it was man. It was it was awesome. It was a way cool experience. Beautiful island. Um, so walk, but walk us through real quick. Landing, like, how do you real who who picks you up? How do you know who your companion is? Like they're like, and how is the plane from France to La Reunion? I'm assuming the airport at La Reunion can't be huge. No. no. That wasn't huge, but kind of backtrack because I had, I just want to say like kind of there, I had like a lot of different feelings going through like those, you know, getting out of the MTC, yeah. finally getting out of the, <laughs> the jail, the prison, the box, yeah, prison. Yeah, the yeah, that yeah. box. <laughs> yeah. And so like when the, my first, when I was getting to Salt Lake, flying to Ohio, I was stoked. I was like so excited to be out. Like I'm ready, man. I'm ready to go. Um, and then when I got to, then it was from Ohio to France. I actually sat next to, uh, um, a French guy there and I talked to him a little bit about what I was doing and things. Um, and I ended up giving him a book of Mormon That's awesome. in French and I was scared to death cause I actually, I wanted to try my French on him. Right. So, yeah. and he spoke English luckily. So right. I could talk to him a little bit English, but I bore my testimony to him in French to give him the book of Mormon. At least he took it. But afterwards, like when he left, he's like, and you need to work on your French. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Frenchman. He's like, and uh, you suck, actually. (laughs) So after that encounter, like I got I got nervous. man. I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. But like this stupid guy, like you've only been learning for nine weeks. (laughs) Give the kid a break. (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah. And you oh you. You speak like that? We uh, we oui, oui, okay. <laughs> Whatever, man. But yeah. at least he took it, though, right? At least he yeah. took it. So who knows? No, that is cool. Um, so yeah, I was I was pretty nervous about from France to La Reunion, um, just getting on because I actually remember on the flight when I because it has the huge map right. on on the airlines of where you're flying. You know, it has a little airplane and where you're out on the globe. Um. Okay. And I, I just remember kind of my first panic that I had a little bit there was when it showed the plane and it was in Africa. I was flying over Africa. I was like, holy crap. I don't know anybody on this continent. <laughs> yeah. I am all alone. It's just me. I don't know anybody. <laughs> that's actually like, that's something I haven't thought about, but you're like flying over and you're like, I could land here and never meet anyone I've ever be, known. I, I could be eaten by like lions right, right now. <laughs> Oh, so you flew right over Africa then, yeah. not like, okay. Yeah, we flew, yeah, we flew over Africa. How long was that, south. like, from France to the island? That was, like, 13, 14 hours. So that was a long haul. That was a long yeah. flight, yeah. Yeah, and actually the, so so when I flew, when we flew, it was with the other than the sister. So the sister was with us. And I remember, like, when we were, you know, it was such a long flight. I, I had to sit in the middle because the guy was, ended up being taller than me, so he got the aisle seat. Oh, yeah. So I had to sit in the middle. So I was like, cramped. Really having a rough time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a long. Yeah. But I, I remember the sister missionary, she was, she got so tired, she ended up falling asleep on my shoulder. And as you know, as missionaries, that's How not, that's a no-go. <laughs> but I was like, oh, man, it's, it's such a long flight. It's tired. I'm just going to let her. <laughs> I, <thought it> was <laughs> gonna, I, I didn't tell her about that until we got home. 
And I saw her again. I was like, you know, you fell asleep on my shoulder. She's like, what? <laughs> She's like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yep. You're like, this is weird. Oh, that's crazy. Did you feel weird? That must have felt weird. It was a little weird, you know, being a missionary. But I let it slide. <laughs> You're like, oh, I, I figure. I figure this is going to be the only content I'll have for two weeks with the girls. <laughs> You're like, I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) For now, it'll be all right. Yeah. So wait, was it, it was just you three then? Just the three of us. Was that weird then? It was a little weird. Like tagging along, just having a girl tagging along with you? Like, she was cool. And she, she, we we became, (laughs) we became good friends too. Like she, she was, it was really cool. Sad to see her go when she left, but it was, it wasn't bad. That's uh, just interesting. I guess you hadn't been out very long, but like for us, like as missionaries to be like, okay, we're after, a this girl tag along after a while, yeah. Yeah. after a while, yeah, yeah. probably would have. Interesting. So you, so you land in La Reunion, <clears throat> mm-hmm. La Reunion. Well, hold up. Cause I got I gotta understand this. So you went there with the expectation you wouldn't be transferred to any other area from the Island. Yeah. Right. So they said, this is where you're going to be. Yeah. How, is there, is there different areas on the Island? Yeah, like like the like separating like the districts. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's how many districts were on the island? Two, three, four. Four. four one, districts. Zone. one zone. One zone. Four and, districts. Yeah, and then how many areas? I'm gonna jog my memory again. It's one, two, I think six or seven. Okay. All together. But that's all on one island. That's or all on one island. On multiple islands in the same. Mm-mm, that's all just on the one island. The size of it, I compare it to the size of Oahu. Okay. Um, Help me, because I've never been to Oahu. <laughs> so you got like, oh, if you look at the map, like you got the big island of Hawaii, and then Oahu. This isn't going to help. Way. How long does it take to drive around the island? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's probably easier. It's it's less than a day for sure to travel all around. I'd maybe five six hours. Okay, but still, so in the MTC, they came up to you and said, okay. You're only going to be serving on this island for the for the like yeah. two years. Yeah, I had the impression it was going to be Madagascar. Right. And then when they until and then, your teacher broke the news, right? So they still prepared us like because it's still going to be hot, you know. So we got the clothing and everything that we needed. Um, but that's when they broke it to us. Like, since you guys are speaking French, you're actually going to be on La Reunion, right. part of the Madagascar mission. But you won't see Madagascar. You won't set foot on it. So, so then Mitch did Mitch serve just on the island as well? Then? Mitch was on La Reunion. Okay. Yeah, the whole two years whole, too. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he went to Mauritius. Okay. Jeez Louise. This is very unique. It's right? so weird. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. So you get there. Who's Who picks you up from the airport, and how do you know who your trainer is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the assistants to the president picked us up. Um, so I, I the think AP, it's... Were there APs on your island and on Madagascar? Yeah, that's why okay. I think that's why I think it's a little bit different. Right. Because with us, since the mission president wasn't there most of the time, we had two assistants to the president as a companionship, but they were also zone leaders. And they did not have an area. Their area was like the missionaries. The mission. They took care of the missionaries. What the heck? Yeah, I, I was an assistant to the mission president at one point, so I kind of know how I kind of knew how it was. But yeah, we didn't have an area. Every, every so often, we would just go because the island was our area, really. And so if we didn't have really anything to do, we just go. Let's go track. Let's just go knock door wherever. somewhere. Yeah, wherever, yeah, wherever we, we wanted. Yep. Yeah. That is interesting. That's legit. That's cool. Yeah. So the APs pick you up. Yeah, APs picked us up, and then they drove us to the church building. And then there they kind of gave us a rundown of, they drew, like, a picture of the island, gave us, like, instructions or, like, give us information where like, the districts were at. this is all water. You can't <laughs> yeah. leave. Do not, do not walk on the water. You can't do that. <laughs> and, uh, and, then we, and then they told us where we were going to be at. And both of us, um, the elders, me, me and my companion, we got sent to La Poe. 
That's on the the port. That's on the uh, western side of the island. And then, so they drove us there, and that's where we met our trainers at the apartment. There. That's such a weird experience compared yeah, to like the norm, because the yeah. norm is like. You land in the mission, you meet the mission president, you have interviews, really? you get the trainer, you go out. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't know. Yeah, I thought that was just how yeah, it was, maybe. You... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah it's interesting because I didn't know. Well, the mission president usually, like for our mission, he would have trainers. So he'd pick, okay, these are going to be my 10 trainers for this transfer. He'd then interview the newbies. And from those interviews, he'd base it, okay, I'm going to partner this elder with this elder that I already had picked out. And you're just kind of like, yeah, I'm just coming in yeah. hot. Here we go. <laughs> yep. Jeez. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even see. We didn't see our mission president. I think till two months in. That was that was the first time we saw him on the island. I, we saw him before the MTC, which yeah, was cool. Right. So we knew who he was and talked to him a little bit, but we didn't see him on like the mission till probably a month and a half, two months in. So walk us through your first day or first week there. You get there. Do you go right to work? Yeah. So I'm sure we you're jet lagged. Oh yeah, we were jet lagged. Yeah, <laughs> we were beat tired. <laughs> so and then luckily, like our companions were both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our companions were pretty cool. They understood that, so they kind of just did shorter days with us, like the first day or two. But I remember the first day I was there it was pretty cool. We a lot of tracking on that mission. It's a lot of tracking. Um. Uh, the first day that I saw, I saw a little wildfire, and then I saw a chicken fight. That's what I remember. <laughs> so that was cool. Like a like an organized chicken fight? A chicken fight was illegal there, but everybody did it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but, so, it, but what I'm saying it is was like organized. Not, not, not two chickens just fighting in the street, like Oh no, it was yeah, it was like organized. Like they like put like the claws, like the boxing gloves on yeah. them, you know, and they <laughs> I remember they would we saw it all the time. I saw it all the time afterwards, but they would like get them like into corners and then they would like rough them up. Rough up the roosters again, then they throw them back in the pit and <laughs> go at it. My gosh. Jeez <laughs> Louise. So is, it's a French colony. Mm-hmm. Are there many, like, French, um, like, nationals. actual French, yeah, French nationals living in La Reunion? Mm-hmm. Or are we, yeah? yeah? quite a few. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of I thought of La Reunion was kind of like France's Hawaii. So a, lot of, a lot of people, were, like, we got a lot, there were a lot of tourists from France that, that we would meet. But, Probably easy. Do they need like, is it like easier as far as like we go to Puerto Rico, like Americans can go to Puerto Rico as like, yeah, without any issue. issue. Like it's not a state, but we can just go there. Is it kind of like for them? Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, we've got flights since it's French governed. Yeah. yeah, It's easy for them to go. And there, there's quite a diversity. You knew like the people that were from France who lived there, lived up more in the mountain areas and they kind of, they had like mansions, they had really nice homes. But when you got more to the Valley, um, that was more like the more like the Creole, like the native people there. They're really poor. There was pretty good distinction between the poor and the you know wealthy there. Big separation of class. Yeah, there is. So, what, what were your initial impressions of the island? Like, was it tropical paradise? Were you like, yeah. this is this is crazy? Yeah, all all the above, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because like, I remember, I remember too. There was a sign that from the airport where it had like the whole map of the world, and then it had like a like an imprint of a sandal on the Indian ocean. And he's like, and it said, Vuzeti C, which means you are here. I was like, Holy crap. Cool. <laughs> I'm so far away from home. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of nerve wracking a little bit. I but. didn't even think about that. Like you, yeah, you were by the Indian ocean. It's like in the, Indian. the Indian ocean. Yeah. 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 Like that's an ocean that I know exists on a map, but in my head, in my head, I'm like, I'll never see that. Right. Yeah. And it's I know, like, yeah. yeah. And I know as missionaries too, you know, you're not supposed to like go into the water. 
But I was like, man, I'm here. I've traveled this far. I'm, I got to touch it. So <laughs> I've done that a couple of times. I just went and touched it just so I can say. You're like, I touched it. I touched the Indian Ocean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not jumping in a hot tub right now. No, yeah, nothing like that. Nothing like that. I did, I nice, did. nice sand yeah, volleyball yeah. match. Yeah. <laughs> our shirts off. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, we, we didn't get that too, too el- far. Healthy fun. Healthy fun. That's awesome. That's cool. So your first, first companion, anything you want to say about him? Yeah, he was a great trainer. He was like the, my trainer, right? Yeah, yeah. When I was in the field. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he he was a great missionary. He he was one of the oldest actually by age. He was like twenty six, so that was a difference because oh, wow. he's twenty six. I'm eighteen. Right, right. going in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was. You're from, like when you were baptized, I was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, man, you're ancient. Um, but he was a good elder. He uh, he was from France, so that was wow. nice. Yeah, so that actually would help me a lot. And he spoke pretty good English. The only trouble was that because I wanted to practice French, but he never spoke French with me because really? he, he wanted to learn English. Right. And so sometimes we get on each other, it's like, dude, speak French to me. I've got to learn the French. You're like, I'm never going to learn. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Yeah. So he taught me like a lot of, a lot of skills and stuff like life skills, um, missionary skills somewhat. I mean, I obviously like your first companionship, you kind of put your two cents in when you're speaking a different language with like a testimony or something right. in there. But other than that, you're just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just a body. Not in your yeah, head. Yeah. Looking at your companion, looking at the people. <laughs> right. Just nodding your head. Yep. Whatever he says, yeah. it's good. I know it's true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually remember that we taught, we were teaching, we taught this one lady for, uh, for a while. I really liked her and, but you know, I didn't speak a whole lot in the first part, but then when we were, when we were kind of ending, she asked us like how, how old we were. And I told her I was 18. She's like, what? I think she thought I was like some this like some like wise person like and that's why I didn't never talk to her. <laughs> no, I'm just a punk kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she must have. She must have like thought. Does he not understand French? Like, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask him how tall he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so in your first area, how big was it? Were you guys just walking in bikes, car? Yeah, no bikes. Okay. No bikes on the mission. And then um, in the area I was at, they were they were separating in two different areas. Okay. And so um, we each would, like, share a car. We had one car between us, so we would, like, share, like, every other day we would get a car. So we would kind of plan it out if there was one place I was, if there okay, we were going to track closer, we would walk. Is this a branch or a ward you're in? All branches. So it's a district. It's a district. Not Yeah, it's not a stake or a ward yet. Do you know if it is now? It's not now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're still, they got, like, a good plan. I mean, it's going to take some work, but. Right. It's hard. It's hard when there's not like you can't grow the area, right? Like, right, yeah, you're kind land, of land mass wise. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're yeah. just kind of like, well, this is how many people we can have here, and we've right. talked to every single one. Was yeah. that did that ever become discouraging at any point that you're like this island? Like we, like have this talked, is all I'm at. Like yeah, we have talked to every single one of these people on this island. Every single one of those missionaries <laughs> at one point. Like we all know Bob. <laughs> Let's try Bob again. Yeah, yeah, like, Maybe he changed today. Yeah. Um, no, because. It's like really populated. Um, if I remember right, like it's about the size landmass Oahu, but the population is like eight hundred thousand. Hmm. So it's it's really condensed. Right. Like the big cities, they're big cities, and it's like really populated in there. And so yeah, plenty of places to go. And I wasn't really, I didn't feel confined at all. Honestly, that's where I wanted to go. I was hoping to go. I, I was hoping to go to like some kind of ocean to see the ocean. I got to see that every day, cool. which was cool. Um, I did not just want to speak French. Oh my gosh, I was hoping Spanish <laughs> or German even because I took some German classes, but I learned to love it. So, so with the language, then I mean, did you did you have people that you taught that did just speak 
pure French or was it all mm-hmm. Creole? Yeah, both. A little mix of both. Both mix of both, yeah. Some people would speak pure French, but others were pure Creole. Right. And even some of like the more experienced missionaries who've been there a while, they had a hard time understanding them too. Can you give us a uh, just a short example of like a word or a phrase in proper French compared to how it would be in Creole? Yeah. Um, if you want to speak like, I speak French, je parle français. In Creole, it's mi cause Creole, moi. What the heck? <laughs> And then that's you, not and then, the same language. <laughs> and if you want to say like a little bit, that's what, that was my favorite phrase in Creole. Like, cause this is what I would say a lot. Like, like I speak Creole a little bit. I always would say, me cause Creole on Tiki-Gin. And Tiki-Gin was a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, uh, the other thing too is on the mission, we never, no- we didn't really knock doors too much unless apartment buildings. Cause the, cause the houses were far, were too far away from the home. And then there was a gate and you would actually, you have to yell out. That's what, how we did it. And we would yell in French. It was Ilia du monde, which is uh, directly translated as, is there of the world in there? Is there someone in the world in there? And then in, uh, in Creole, it's Ilia quelqu'un. Is there anybody there? So, that was the cool. so that's hard. That's yeah, very different. Yeah. It was, it was actually kind of funny because we would get a lot of responses back. We would like yell out, Ilia quelqu'un. And then we would hear someone say, person, which is no one's here. So I'd be like, well, when are you coming back? (laughs) (laughs) When when will you be home? Holy cow. So that's way different. But but if you talk to someone in French that is, that speaks Creole, they understand you though? Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're like pure, pure Creole, it was hard for us to kind of teach them. But most of the people there who were like Creole knew French. And so when we speak French to them, they would, they could speak French back to us and you could understand Creole. Some of it, like once you get used to it, so it wasn't usually too big of a deal. So with Book of Mormons, though, Books all of French, Mormons, all French, all French. Yeah, we actually had some Malagasy Book, Book of Mormons, Books of Mormon. Yeah, we had some Malagasy. Copies of the Book of Mormon. We had some yeah. Malagasy ones, which was cool to teach with the Malagasy people. If we got, if we would come and contact them, they were interested. How we taught was by scriptures. We would have our French ones out, and then we would find out like the verse, and then we would kind of point it to them and try and you know, get them an idea of what we're talking what we're trying to talk about. That's cool. Yeah. And we we actually had a lot of or we had a couple of missionaries from Madagascar who would fly into La Reunion to help us out. I actually had a, a French companion who was from Madagascar, so he spoke Malagasy okay. as well. And so when we got to Malagasy, I just let him take over. Right. If we would meet Malagasy people. That's cool. All you need is the Book of Mormon. Parley P. There, Pratt, there you, you go. think he just found the Book of Mormon, read it, and he was in. He All was languages. Like, I, don't need a, he's like, I don't need a missionary. Like, just give me the Book of Mormon. Yep. <laughs> just start throwing them out. Yeah, he's like, I'm in. He's like, yeah, read this book. Yeah, yep. you're good. That's crazy. So um, you said you said your first compa- your trainer gave you some life lessons. What life lessons? Yeah, life lessons such as, you know, he was a good cook, actually. So <laughs> I learned, I learned a lot about how to cook and stuff. And, did you uh, make crepes then? Crepes, yep. Did I say it right? You did. I'm oh. glad you didn't say crepes. Crepes. Crepes? Yeah. <laughs> crepes. Crepes. Yeah, crepes was a big one there. Yeah, mainly mainly the cooking and, um, yeah, just like house skills. He taught me a lot of that kind of stuff there. Helped you grow up. So, yep, yep, exactly. So what, what was the food like in general? And, and did you guys have meals in members' homes, or what was your, what was your day-to-day like with meals? Sure. Well, first, I was a really picky eater before, and so, but I figured on the mission, man, I got to... I got to figure out how to eat this. I'm not going to survive for <laughs> two years. <laughs> and so, so I had to learn to eat. Uh, my favorite foods there, though, was honestly the fruit. Oh, my gosh, man. 
like I miss the fruit still. Like that's just pure fruit. Like we used to, there were some areas where we would just like pick mangoes from our window, right from the tree, just pick them off. That was really cool. Um, Mango, fresh mangoes are so good. You guys had that too on yours, didn't you? Yeah. 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 See, I don't really like mangoes here. No. They're different. And like papaya, I don't like papaya, but papaya is on the mission. They're awesome. Papaya looks great in Brazil. And Coke. I don't drink Coke here, but I love the Coke there. It's like made out of that sugar cane. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And then the fruit that they had, it was called a, it's called lechi. And it's uh, they have like a pink reddish skin and you peel the skin. It's like a, it's like inside it's like the white flesh mm. and they only come out like a certain time of year. But when they do, like we would go and buy like just tons and tons of it and store it in our, <laughs> store it in our building, in our apartment. It was so good. How do you say milk in French? La le. Okay. It's leche. Le- leche in Spanish. It's so similar. Le- yeah. So I, I was wondering if it had anything to do with that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. How long were you with your trainer then? There, there's not a lot of missionaries on this island. Did you have repeat companions? No, I didn't. Uh, I think they tried not to have it, but probably the But long- you probably rotate through every missionary on that island close, at some point. Close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On average, there were about 20 missionaries on the island. The lowest we ever had was about 16, and the highest was probably about 26, 28. Hmm. That was probably the most we've ever had. I was only one threesome at one time, but that only lasted a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, most of the time, most, most of my companionships, we mostly lasted for like two transfers. No, I think that's how long I was with the, my trainer was about two transfers. Okay. Who do you end up going with after that? An Australian companion, Elder Young. Yeah, he was, he was a character, man. <laughs> I love that kid. We, that was, I, this was my favorite area. Cause I think this is where I grew right. the most. Um, cause you're out of the trainer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're out of the trainer right. person now. It's kind of you. Um, he was in the MTC with me. So he was only three weeks older than I was on the, in the field. And him and I got put together and we whitewashed an area in the South called Le Tampon. Um, and that's like Le Tampon, St. Pierre. Um, that's in the South of the Island. And we were together for a good while too. We were probably together, I think four or five months. That's probably the longest wow. I was with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, it was, it was an awesome experience with him. I mean, we, we clashed sometimes. We kind of butted heads because we were trying to learn French together. Right. Yeah, if he's only been out that much longer than you, neither yeah. of you really speak well. Mm-mm. Right, exactly. We kind of worked like a system, though, because we found out he actually spoke a little better than me, and I understood a little better than him. So we kind of worked that out when we were teaching. <laughs> You're like, he said this. <laughs> Tell him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it was pretty cool, and, and you know, the whitewashing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it used to be the sisters' area, and then they just took them all out, and they wanted to start anew, so we... You know, we went in there, um, and in St. Pierre, the the branch that was there, the church building, it actually used to be an X-rated movie theater. <laughs> 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 so that was that was where we met <laughs> the, the church buildings every Sunday. So that's where we tell people that's where the church building was. You remember where the theater was? Oh yeah, yep, that's our church. You better believe I remember where the theater was. <laughs> we didn't ask this question, but we usually how. Tell us about your mission president. Okay. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> that's a good question. I love I love the guy. He him and his wife, they were fluent in English, French, and Spanish. Where are they from? New Caledonia. Oh, like you did say that. Yeah. Where the heck is New Caledonia for I this do not know. human? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I do not know. Still this day, I don't know. Gosh, someone's gonna be listening to this right now and be like, those guys are such <laughs> idiots. Of course they knew New Caledonia is in Southeast Asia? I have no idea where it's going to be. I want to say quote, but around New Zealand or something, but I don't. Okay. The reason why I say that because he actually played 
he was the goalie for their soccer team, their professional soccer team. Oh, no way. Yep. Yeah, That's cool. cool yeah, and so he actually, well, I remember one time he brought. Yeah, so it's it's in between New Zealand and Papua New Guinea. That's, what, was, that's what I thought. It's an island, right? Australia. What? Isn't it kind of an island? Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, and they're actually converts. They were actually converts, and he, he's he got a cool story. They said that he, uh, their main thing was, he was like big into the Bible. Like he knew, they both knew a lot about the Bible, but that's they knew something was off a little yeah. bit. Right. And the main thing that got their attention was prayer, actually, that how you could actually say personal prayer is not like the set prayer. Right. You know, just on your own. So that's what really intrigued them. And, uh, yeah, they were great, great mission presence. I could see them grow as well. Because I just had them. They, they came in the same right. mission. If they're coming at the same right. time, yeah, you're yeah, going to have them all yeah. the time. Right, yeah. So I didn't have two mission presence. He was there for another year when I left. Did you hear, did you hear about any of the other missionaries that were a little bit older <clears> than you? complain about the new mission presidents and Mm-mm. say, Oh, the other new, the other mission presidents were better. Did you hear anything about that? <laughs> nothing. Or, no, nothing? nothing like that. Gotcha. No, but yeah, he was, he was cool. And he actually, even, I remember one time he brought the Madagascar soccer team to play with us. What? As missionaries. Yeah. So we play like a pickup game. Soccer. Why? He's just like, Hey, he was, he was a cool guy. <laughs> He's just like, Hey, I just brought this Madagascar <laughs> team. You want to play some soccer? <laughs> It's not random at all. It makes perfect sense. It's just like, hey, I brought some friends. Here you guys go. Have fun, man. Between, and then, then he ended up being the goalie for us. So. Hey, am I not wrong? I think I remember you telling me the story. How did he play goalie? What was he dressed in? I was wondering if I told you I was going yeah, to mention I, this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. You'll think this is funny too, okay. Scott. Um, so he was our goalie, so he was on the other side. And then we were like kind of on the other side. And all of a sudden, this sister comes up to me in the middle of the game he like whispered to me, he's like, is president guy wearing his garments? I was like, no. And I look over and I kind of see, and he did. He took off his garment and that was his goalie shirt. And so he's <laughs> his garments. So his, his temp- garment his is temp- his goalie his, shirt. His, his, garment his temple garments were his goalie shirt. That's so weird. <laughs> That's so weird. What, you, what planner do you guys all know? He was quite the dude. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's just bringing his soccer team over. Using his garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so what the heck? Yeah. Oh my god! He was funny. That's so, awesome. So, so you said it was two months before you first met him. Then about a month and a half, two months. Like every after that, every month and a half at mo- at, okay. at the least. And sometimes we didn't even get interviews, which was always sucked for us because we were always anxious to talk to, to him. Talk and kind of figure. Yeah, it. and sometimes he had to fly back. He had to make a flight, so he didn't get a chance to get to all the missionaries, and so he had to fly out. But. He did good. We did good, like, emails. He'd always send emails to see how we were doing, so we kept contact that way, but a little different, I think, from, yeah, I from other missions. Oh, yeah, he seems a little different. I mean, he's bringing... Gosh, I still can't get over the fact that he just shows up one day, he's like, got some friends. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Yeah, like, he, somehow he got the Madagascar team, and, like, he played soccer with them. And then, like, were, yeah. were, were some of them members of the church, or was he... I have no idea. Okay. They spoke Malagasy, so... <laughs> No one for us to ask him. <laughs> Can't even convert these guys. <laughs> oh. They're just showing off me. It's like, I wonder what he's explaining to them, though, like what he's about to do. He's like, I know. So I have You're to see kids. these guys all in suits and ties and dresses. Yeah. You're going to play oh. soccer with these he's guys. Like, he's like, did, yeah, did he warn you or you guys were all dressed up in your clothes? No, well, he told us it was going to be like a soccer game, but I don't think he told us it was going to be like the team. You know, from yeah, Madagascar. Did you guys at least like split up teams to be fair? No, we didn't. They, they destroyed us. 
weird. Uh, it was probably his pride of trying to figure out, like, can I still do it? <laughs> Let me see probably. if I can take on did, Madagascar's did, team right now. I, yeah. Me and my elders did I, I can do this. I can, I can command this team. Did I lose my step? The power of the priesthood. Yeah. So weird. I, Blinded I mean, everybody with his jersey on there. <laughs> I do want to get back to the food. So, so, so okay. fruit. Like, what's like, what's a normal breakfast, lunch, or dinner for, <laughs> like, like the members? Yeah, the native population. Yeah, main main dish. It was way good. I've tried to make it here. It's different. It's not, yeah. <laughs> but it's called rugai saucis, and it's it's like a kind of sausage, but they put like the this. It's called like rugai. The rugai saucis is is the name of the sausage, but they put like a kind of special sauce on there as well, and it's a sausage we can't get here. Right. But they would fry it, and you have it with. With like rice and some other things, it was so good. I loved it. A little when bit, a little bit spicy. Sausage, sausage yeah, sausage on top. Um, that was kind of their main, their main dish for dinner, or were they big dinner like, lunch? Because I know for, for for Latin America, lunch was a big deal. Was that right. the same for dinners? Was probably um, I don't. I feel like they were all the same. I know okay. breakfast was a big deal. It felt like breakfast was like. Because, like, here in the U.S., like, people just skip breakfast. Right, but in Guatemala, right. I was like, no, you don't skip breakfast. Yeah, because Brazil's <laughs> the same way. Like, not breakfast. They just, like, lunch. All, all lunch? That's all interesting. Lunch. lunch interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, would say, I would say more like dinner, lunch for them. Dinner, okay. Yeah. And they actually would, uh, a lot of times, which was pretty cool, they all ate on banana leaves okay. instead of plates. Yeah. And then they didn't, sometimes they wouldn't have, like, silverware. Like, if you ate rogai sosis, you ate with your hands. And so I had to figure out how to you kind of scoop it up. With like your two first fingers, and then you push with your thumb into your mouth. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so that was cool. That is cool. I did not know <laughs> at first. I was kind of like all around. <laughs> You've got such a good outlook on this, though. Just didn't sound like you're struggling. You're like, oh, it's something new. Yeah, just you use my hands, I guess. Like, <laughs> it was yeah, fun, man. I was, I was just ready. I was, team. I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I was like ready to learn. Like, like what I say, like I gotta just eat right. this stuff. <laughs> so was that hard, or did you did you quickly like? Think okay, well, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't as just... bad as I thought. The weirdest stuff I ate was gep, which was wasp larvae. Weird. That's what probably the the, yeah. It, it was like fried wasp larvae. When I tried it, it actually wasn't too bad though. Okay. They taste kind of like French fries. Okay. Wasn't too bad. It's fried, yeah. Fried, fried, fried. It tastes wasp. like oil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then one guy who we tracked into invited us to lunch, and we at ate. At his place, and it was like some kind of, it was like soup with like, and then the meat, and it was like squares, and like on one side it kind of looked like fur, and on the other side it was like honeycomb. And he told us the name, and I actually forgot what it was. Now sounds like tripe. That's it. That was it. It's like cow stomach. Yeah. That's what it was, and that was weird. Scott lives me. off tripe. No, come to every day. Just <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, tripe. But, but but I did have it in Brazil, and it was good. Did you I like it? Had it? Yeah. Maybe he just wasn't good at it. And, and, that's, and, the, and then and the, the family that cooked it for us, they said, you know, it's like, it's all on how you prepare it, et cetera, et cetera. And when I had it, it was really good. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is with everything. Like, right. I, I really do think, 90% yeah. 90% of things. Yeah. You prepare, you know, wasp larvae, right. and, and it's probably great. <laughs> right. so, so then, like, culturally for, um, like, the work where people are receptive, are they religious people? predominantly catholic uh, right or, like what what was the work like um yeah predominantly catholic and uh hindu okay um one of their one of their temples there was really cool they had like cool hindu temples like really colorful okay you know so that was really cool there was a lot of hinduism a lot of catholics 
Um, as far as the message for the for what we were bringing, it was it was hard because it was it was more tracking than actual doing lessons. I mean, we would go like within a week, it would maybe be like one or two lessons where we'd be tracking just all day. Is that just culture? They didn't want people coming in their houses and talking to them, or were they just they kind of knew who you were and didn't want to talk talk about religion? A little bit of both. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of both. They were kind of more. They were kind of set on their ways, but it was definitely harder to track in the in the mountains area because that's where most of the French people yeah. come, and they're kind of more wealthy. Right. They got the mansions there, bigger gates. They were kind of harder to teach. And whenever we tracked it there, I would, I didn't want to go in there. I actually remember one time we were tracking, and it was so hot, and we weren't getting anywhere. And I just got tired with this one guy, and he said, "We we cry out." We didn't even start. And he saw who we were, and he says, "He says, Degajivu," which is like, "Get out of here." And then I, I just had enough, and I said, "Actually, we're the police. We're here for your son." <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of he kind of stopped and looked at us, and then I, I stared at him for a while, and I was like, "No, I'm just kidding. We're missionaries." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So so up in the higher mountains, it's kind of hard to track down low in like the valleys. People are more humble, you know, right. less wealthy and. Although some people I didn't understand because they'd be living like in shacks, but then like some people would have like big screen TVs outside. Right. But Priorities, they, man. They, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So, yeah, they wouldn't have like a car, wouldn't have like really a home, but they have a nice big screen TV. Yeah. That's what, yeah. It, listen, it's my, my dad grew up back east and he would say, yeah, no one owns a home, but everyone owns a Mustang. Like, really? Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you're just, you have a small apartment, but everyone's going to have a nice car. It's just priorities. Like, right, people, right. Some people, you know, whatever it is. And out west, I feel like it's land. Like, homes like that's the thing yeah people are okay driving like old beat-up yeah. cars but they're like oh yeah. but I, I need land yeah, yeah. anyways yeah. um i was gonna follow up and ask then um how so you said you were with about four or five months with this elder young right the australian yep um how was so goals with preach my gospel it, you have the key indicators and you have goals you're you're saying that it was you contacted a lot you had to track a lot mm-hmm. what was a normal like week for you um, as far as key indicators, like lessons or progressing investigators what the or numbers members were? at church. Yeah. What the numbers? Yeah. Even in guesstimate, obviously you're not going to know yeah. exactly. Yeah. We actually added, added another key indicator on the, like our goal sheet for yeah. the planner. We actually ended up contacts. Yeah. We, Cause, we cause that's, all, cause yeah. that's all we did. So yeah. like our goal as a companionship every, every day was to get like 20 contacts. Yeah. That was ours too. Yeah. And so we added that and we always hit that more every single day. Cause that's all we did a lot of times. Um, I would say like for the whole week on average, like for lessons taught, it would be always, it would mostly be under 10, like five or six, I think for the whole week. Um, and we would get, if we were, if we had like a really good week with Sundays, I'm coming like one or two people coming it's in. The, the church is awful. actually, yeah, yeah, the church, the church is really young there. Um, the first, Sorry, if I go, I'll go into oh, kind of like the yeah, first the it. first member because this is a pretty cool story. I, I got to talk to him one on one. That was cool. Um, he was the kind of like the first counselor to the mission president. This yeah. guy, right, right, and, and he and he lived on La Reunion. It was President Shianuk, and he was the first member. Actually, no, he was second. It was his sister that was baptized in a pool on La Reunion, and he left to France to do something. That's where he met missionaries, um, and then. He liked it so much he ended up getting baptized in France and came back to La Reunion as a member. He was the first, um, yeah, so they were like the first members on the island. Um, but he, 
don't know. He was, he was just, he was like a spiritual giant, man. He, he was so cool. He would come to like the zone conferences. And a lot of times we would go to him with me since he was like the first counselor right. to the mission president. Um, that's kind of how sorry. I think the mission is only like 30 years young. So like the, the church, right, which is the church down. isn't too. Yeah. It's probably like now, probably like we're, we're close to 40, right. close to 40 years only. So did, he, he's being, he's first counselor, the mission president who was, did you guys have close contact with like the district president and yeah, president. Yeah. That was president Gontier. We had a little bit with him. Not as much. He was kind of more divided to the war mission or the branch mission leaders. That's what we mostly kept in contact. But with. you guys in every branch, the, you guys didn't have to step up and become branch presidents. I know in some missions yeah, they'll do that. Yeah, some missions do it. We never did. Okay, none of us got that. They had they had good strong. The members who were there were really strong. Who were like active and they were they were solid. Um, and um, and again, like you were saying, probably mostly not French. Yeah, mostly most of them were like Creole guys, and uh, one actual one branch president was actually uh, Chinese, more Chinese who lived there but spoke French. And uh, he had a, me and, and his son got to be really good friends. And he ended up going on a mission to Belgium. Kevin Opping, that was his name. He was, That's he was crazy. a cool guy. Yeah. yeah, he was a cool kid. Still is. And I think he's like married now. Um, I'll tell you the one experience with Elder Young, though, yeah. in the South. Because this guy who he ended up uh, teaching to, he probably like helped us more <laughs> than we did help him. Because he he first was taught by the sisters and then they left and then we took over and they told that this guy is the one who's progressing the most. Um, but when we, when I first saw him on other side of heaven, remember that big dude with like uh, the tank top, he had the big beard, yeah, yeah, long yeah, hair yeah, and stuff. Yeah. You remember him and he had yeah. to be in like a counselor to him yeah, yeah, in yeah. the other side of heaven. This guy reminded me of him when I first met him. He was a huge dude. He had a big old beard, like a huge Afro and tank top. I was like, Holy crap. How are we going to do this? <laughs> yeah. But he ended up being like the most humble guy. He he was so cool, and he was really smart in how he, um, like came to the church too, because uh, it took him a while to come to like a church meeting, and like his one of the first weeks was he just parked just outside the church and didn't go in. He didn't go inside the building, and you know he told us about that. We didn't go in, and then the next day, or like the next Sunday when we were teaching, we actually just went with him into the building just to show what it's like, you know showed everything what it's going to be. And so, and then he came with us um, and he ended up getting baptized while we were teaching him. Um, but yeah, he was a cool guy. It was Ray, Raymond Mara was his name. And from what I know from right now, I believe he's like counselor in one of the branch presidencies and he ended up marrying someone in the temple. He went yeah, to Johannesburg. Awesome. Yeah. And so he, he was probably like my, one of my favorite stories yeah. on my mission, like seeing that progression that he did. And he like cut his hair, cut his beard, just naturally, I'm sure you guys weren't pressured. Like, no, you got to right. cut all your no, hair No, no, he just, no, he just yeah. did it. He yeah, just, yeah. he just understood it. And he had like, cause you know how you can tell with some people when they ask questions, if they're really, you know, seriously, um, seriously asking yeah. or they're trying to like catch you or something. Right. He was like really humble about it. Like he really wanted to know stuff. And he would like read everything that we were asking him to read and we'd have good discussions. His brother was like completely opposite. His brother was kind of a rough dude, but man, Raymond though was, yeah, he was awesome. That's cool. He's cool. Sorry. That's cool. So let's fast forward. What do you do after Elder Young? After Elder Young, uh, he left uh, the South and then I stayed. I actually was in the South probably for almost almost a year altogether. Holy cow. My mission, that was my main area. Um, so same mostly, area. Same area. So for I, almost I stayed a year. almost a year. It's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. 
I remember there was a kid in my mission that had been in the same area for nine months and he thought he was going to die. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was almost me, nine, ten months. But I loved it. I like I like fell in love with the people there and the South. That's probably my, one of my favorite areas I was at. Again, that's where I grew to, and that's probably one reason why right. I, I really liked it. Um, but that after Elder Young, it was Elder Pruto, and he was a French French elder. Sounds like a swear word in Pruto. Spanish. But yeah, continue. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was actually a missionary from Madagascar. He was one of the missionaries oh, cool. that came there and to help us out with Malagasy, and so he came with us. Um, Meaning he he was born and raised in Madagascar, or he was Sorry. called to Madagascar. And Car, called on Madagascar mission. Okay. Born and raised in France. Okay, so he's okay. native native in okay. France. Called to Madagascar, Malagasy speaking. And then Learned the Malagasy. Right. Went over. Okay. Yeah, and so and he was about a little over a year out altogether when he came to La Reunion, and so he helped us out. And he was probably my favorite companion. We got along the best. I think we had like similar personalities, so we we got along really well. Well, right off the bat, I mean, you haven't had an American companion, three companions in. Right. Which yeah. Is awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, it would have been the next one. And the next one was like a Hawaiian guy after El Pruto. That was my first American. So with, with what, what, what was the difference then between this elder and your trainer who are both French? Did you like, were they pretty similar as far as? Personalities. Yeah, or like culture experience, like were they, like obviously they're both from France. Yeah. But like were they, was it still really different? Because I don't know how other people think of Americans like, oh, every American companion was the same. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know. I would say like the, the stereotype with French people, <laughs> it was probably more my trainer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elder Pruto, was, a, it was he was like a lot kinder and like he was like kind of, I don't know, he just had a funner personality to me like he was he was serious like we worked hard but he was he was just like really i don't know complimentative with like what we were doing and he was like good with talking with people sometimes elder lemmy that was my trainer right um he he would kind of be more a little bit more abrasive i guess the some of the members especially the missionaries yeah i don't think he liked missionaries too much <laughs> <laughs> our first argument actually with elder lemmy was uh when we were doing well he was older i mean he's older he's older, too. He's older. Yeah. yeah elder pruto was younger but one of the first arguments we had was when we were doing companionship study, we, you know, you'd sing like a song and I was just joking with him. I said, I want to sing the star spangled banner. <laughs> and he got like on this whole soapbox about America. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, listen, bud, it was a joke. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Elder Pruto and I, we were together for like a couple of transfers and then um, we stayed in that same area. Then he ended up leaving back to Madagascar and then I stayed in South in the South for one more transfer. And then, that was when I was with Elder Leofau, and that was the American elder. First one I had, American. How long had he been out when you were? Elder Pruto? No. Uh, Elder Leofau? Yeah. That was the first time I was senior companion with him because uh, Elder Pruto was older, so he was senior companion. Yeah. So Elder Leofau was probably, oh, maybe three or four months younger than okay. me on the mission, I think. Did you feel a lot of, like, responsibility with that when you became senior companion or yeah i think so i like i like lost i got like stress pounds taken off me (laughs) i started to lose like weight i started like stressing out quite a bit um i was with him for only one transfer though but yeah kind of like first responsibility kind of hit me i think where like oh okay i gotta i'm like in charge here and i was kind of yeah i was a little hard at first gotcha and at that point then same area um 
it sounds like there were a lot of people. Were you doubling back and hitting the same places you had hit before since you'd been there so long? Some would. Yeah. If we, if we, if we would get people, if we didn't really think that would like want to hear it then, but said to come back, we would try it, come back just once. And sometimes we got, you know, some good responses, sometimes nothing, but there was enough area to go around. You know, the cities were condensed. They had a lot of apartment buildings and all the apartments buildings were all like, they were weird. They're not like, straight buildings like here like they're all jagged it's kind of like a maze it looks like a labyrinth there's like i don't even know how to explain it <laughs> it's, it's like a labyrinth almost when you're looking up they're all like bases everywhere what the heck it's kind of weird yeah um something else just came to my mind oh yeah so did you guys have a lot of zone activities then with mm-hmm. the other elders like were you in contact with the other elders yeah. and sisters often yeah we would do a lot of yeah zone activities and we do a lot of hikes on the mission because i actually thought i missed the mountains here but there's there's plenty of mountains on the oh, island. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all inland. They're all mountains. And we actually got to one of my first zone activities. We hiked up to the volcano. There's still an active volcano. You could see it. The lava is still spewing out. Jeez, that that's was, cool. That was pretty cool. What day of the week was your P day? Thursdays. Why? I do not know. Mine was mine was Wednesday. usually it's Mondays. Wait, isn't what? It? Mine was Monday originally, and then when I went to the office, it was Saturday for a period of time. And then it changed to Monday. Really? Yeah, mine was Monday the whole time. I guess I just assumed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just assumed it was Monday for everyone. Yeah. I, I mean, I obviously thought... permission. Like there might be reasoning for like some places not to, but. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I actually, I actually thought when we first had Thursday, I thought that's just what it was. And then when I came home for a mission, I was like, oh, I guess not. No, like, that's different. Mondays. Yeah. How did transfers happen? Would you guys just get a call from the APs and they said, hey? you're staying put or you're getting a new elder. Would you guys have a meeting about it? What would you guys do? Yeah. So later on in my mission, when I became assistant to the president, I kind of figured out how that worked. Um, when we, beca- when I became assistant to the president, we, um, in our apartment, we had like a, like a board with all the, like the of the Island and then pictures of all the missionaries. Yep. And we would kind of, we would like pray about it and figure out who you would, guys who assigned him. Did. Yep. Mission president just said, hey, it's mission up to you president, guys. We would confirm it with the mission president. So you'd if say, hey, he, Mr. President, this is what we're, right. this is what we're thinking about. Yeah, now. so and obviously he's the head guy. Yeah. So right. if he told us to do something different, we would. You know, He's like, well, that kid plays striker really poor. I remember watching <laughs> yeah. him play. He's got to go fullback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he benched this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, So so we were the ones. Mission president wanted us to figure out the transfers. So we would we would pray about it and talk talk it over, and then we would – um, look at it and see, okay, that looks good. And then we would contact the mission president in Madagascar on the, that island and tell him what we were thinking. And You're like, I like that elder. Let's put him close to us. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. here we go. This, this guy's a clown. Let's get him down in the <laughs> east side there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him on the other side. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. That's... Do you remember a time that the mission president didn't like what you had done or suggested changes? Um, it was usually just like for okay. us. It was usually it was usually okay with it. Actually, the one chance was actually for me. I learned when I first got on the mission because I was the elders, um, the assistant president at that time when they were determining who we were going to be with when we first got there. They had me put with Elder Lemmy, French companion, and then my MTC companion with an American elder. But then they told me though that Elder Lemmy does not like Americans, <laughs> which he doesn't. And so they were going to switch. They were going to put Elder Furbank, because he's from, from England, England yeah. to with Elder Lemmy. So they talked to the mission president about that, and the mission president said, no. Like, that's even worse. They hate each other even more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to separate those. Yeah. 
Yep. Oh, that's so, crazy. Yeah, that was that was the only one that I saw or like I heard of like a change. It was yeah. actually with us. Outside of his thing. Star Spangled Banner soapbox rant, <laughs> yeah. like did you feel any kind of animosity from him towards Americans or towards you at any point? No, while we were together. <laughs> when we were he actually came to the south later on when I was there. And you know, Eller Pruto and I this is when Eller Pruto and I were together. Right. And we like to kind of goof around sometimes. And he was with an elder at the time who he did not like. We just laughed the whole time because they did not get along at all. He could just tell from Elder Lemmy's face. And so we wanted to play like a little prank on these guys. Um, you know, make them hate each other. Yeah, more. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what happened was actually in the apartment buildings where we were at, the sisters in the south, they were in the same apartment complex. And then they, and they had to go to a, to a meeting up north. And so they asked me and Elder Pruto to come and, like, just shut the windows if it starts raining because we had to leave the windows open all the time. It was too hot. And it did, and it, was, and it was starting to rain, and so we got the key. And then to play a joke on them as we left, we, we shut the door to their study room when they were doing, like, planning, and we locked it, and you can't unlock it from the inside. And then we left, and then... Uh, we got to the sister's apartment and we closed the windows, but then we saw that they had a dartboard. So we started playing darts and we completely forgot the others. So we started playing darts. And then all of a sudden it was like after we were after we were, while we were playing darts for a while, all of a sudden me and Little Prudel just looked at each other and we both like realized we're like, oh the others. <laughs> so we like ran back down. And all of a sudden at the bottom of the stairs, I see other Lemmy standing there. And I was like, What the crap? I thought like you got translators. <laughs> <laughs> so like what the heck and like he never speaks english unless he's furious and he was mad like he was yelling at us in french and we and we got up to the apartment to our room he like he opened the door and he goes at the end of the hallway and he looks and he goes Uber, he goes regarding the port regarding the port he's like look at the door look at the door and we look and like the whole bottom half of the door was completely busted through like he just kicked the door open <laughs> to get out he was like i will not stay in here <laughs> yeah with this with this american american <laughs> get me out of here uh, yeah that's a really poor french accent jeez that louise that was not that wasn't yeah. bad that was too bad <laughs> jeez louise well yeah. that's fun you know just yep. making elder remy just lemmy 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 that's fun ah jeez louise that's funny yeah. um so, Elder Pru, Pru, is it Pruto? Pruto? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm probably butchering. What part of France up. is he from, and then what part of France is yeah, your trainer from? Um, think about this one. I think Elder Pruto was from uh, Toulouse, France. It's I've more, heard of that more place. Southern France, I think. And I don't then, know where it is, but I've heard of that. Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember where the was from. Gotcha. But it was it wasn't Toulouse though; it was another place. Okay, it wasn't Paris. Any any stories along with your Hawaiian companion you want to touch on before we move on to the next one? I think we're good there. That was kind of just a learning experience for me being senior companion. Right. Was it was was it weird getting back with American and like <laughs> talking about America? Kind of, maybe a little bit because I, I got because that's what I said. I talking to him. I only had two American companions in my whole mission. Oh, did you? And I really liked it because it's like I, it makes it too. easy to not yeah worry about it. You're just doing what you're doing. You're not talking about. Movies or right, yeah, right. yeah. It almost, yeah, it's kind of less a distraction a little bit. Yeah, interesting. Who do you move on to next? Elder Pruto, or sorry, after Elder Pruto and Leo Fowl, that was when I went to um, up north. And that was in Saint Marie, and I was with Elder Hoffling, and he he was an American 
Eller. I was with him for uh, just one transfer, I think, with with him. He was there before, and uh, that was kind of a harder area for me. I think it's because I missed the South so much. Um, but that's kind of where like the district is. Like the district okay. president lives there. That's kind of where like the you know the headquarters are. The north the or the south. The north. Okay. The north part. So I was on the south, and I moved okay. up to the north. Um, and then I was in Saint Marie. It was just the two of us. That, that's all we had. We had one car, just us. Um, and I kind of feel bad for him. He uh, with me on with us two together. He got really sick, and he actually ended up having to leave early. He actually we, they found he had leuke- leukemia. Oh, Jeez, geez. Louise! So he had to leave early from his mission. Um, but he's fine though. Now he's Good. he's pulled through. He's I've I've kept in contact with him. He. Uh, uh, he's married. He got a couple kids, and crazy stuff. So he's he's doing good. When you say he got sick, like what <clears throat> what started happening? Yeah, how was it manifesting itself? Yeah, his eating habits were not very good. He was throwing up a lot. Had got a lot of diarrhea. Actually, got blood in his diarrhea, mm-hmm. and so that was the big issue there. And then, uh, <laughs> prison guy actually recommend, recommended him to like this witch doctor guy, and no, it was the it was the wife, mission president's wife, recommended us to them. So we went there and. I don't know what he was doing. He was like waving some kind of hourglass over his palm. And then after like an hour almost, all of a sudden, like he said, the guy said, well, well it looks like you need to lose weight. And they're Hoffling's like, well, I could have told you that. <laughs> he was like a bigger <laughs> dude. <laughs> they didn't really do too much there. Um, but with me, that's kind of where it, where it, we kind of found out where he started having kind of that cancer. And then I think he stayed for a little longer with a couple other missionaries. Um, then ended up having to leave a little bit early. Was that hard? Was that visibly hard on him? Could you tell like it was hard for him to go? I mean, being I sick so. and being told like, right. yeah. leukemia, like oh, yeah, that's hard in itself, but like leaving to leave the a mission. mission. Yeah. Yeah. I think it wasn't, he was, he was a missionary to everybody loved. He was just a lovable guy. You know, everybody liked him. Members, the investigators, the missionaries, you know, he was, How it was hard to see him. Do you remember? A little over a year. Okay. I think he was past his halfway mark. But, Jeez. Yeah. So what happens after that's an emergency transfer, I assume then that would have been for him. Yep. So where, who, where do you go to then? After him, I or, stayed, I stayed in Santa Maria. Then I got Eller Garcia, Eller Garcia from Spain, uh, him for a while. Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. The lisp. Yeah. He's Louise. Yep. You're getting it's, people from all over. Yeah. Such a diverse. Yeah. Diverse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know if we're ever going to get like a whole reunion together with there. Yeah. 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 How was Elder Garcia then? Elder Garcia was fun. He was he was a good elder. And so he did he speak any English or you guys were just speaking no, French? We, yeah, with him it was all French. It was all and French. And even then, he, French is second for him too. Right. So, I mean, he's, yeah. so yeah. he it was tough for him because he he didn't know English, didn't know French. He was all Spanish, so he had to learn. I think how, he, I think he actually spoke Spanish with President Gaia though. How 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 young was he in the mission when he got to you? Uh, younger. He was. Hmm, how old was I even? I was I was over a year. He was probably like four or five months younger too. He was kind of young. Did you run into anybody else when you guys were out tracking that spoke Spanish? No, that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, we didn't though. But he spoke French pretty good. He did have like a Spanish accent. You could tell he was still kind of those listening French stuff. Yeah, zapatos, zapatos. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Did he did he make any good food then? Spanish food? Not really. We just we just ate pasta. That's awesome. <laughs> Did you guys have meals in members' homes at all, or were you guys yeah. kind of left your own? Yeah, home? quite a lot. Yeah, we had a lot of lot of meals at homes. They they were really generous, and we had a lot of the rogai sauces. And curry pule was a big one, chicken curry. Okay, 
Jake and Curry was good with them. And they actually invited us a lot for like our P days. If we weren't doing a hike, if we would just want to chill a little bit with members. We'd do like a little lesson. They'd, we'd actually watch a movie with them. Our mission present was big with movies. We watched a lot of movies. Like saying, mission. hey, we want you to watch movies? No, but he was like chill with it. I, I would like ask him. I asked him one time, can I, so can I watch, can we watch Star Wars? And he said, he's like, yeah, you know the force? That's the priesthood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know the Madagascar soccer team? My friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, anything goes. Uh, yeah. Did you guys have Madagascar and hissing cockroaches? On oh, yeah, man. I didn't know they flew. Yeah. That's what freaked me out. And all of a sudden, they were flying. I was trying to squash them, and it flew away, and I freaked out. <laughs> man. And the, I remember this one elder, too. Like, so we had, in one of our apartment buildings, there was a hive underneath the building. So we always had to shut the windows. But if it get too hot, we had to open them up, and one flew in, and... Uh, one of the others got a broom to whack it out, but he, he like missed it and, and barely nicked it. And when he bent down oh, under his shirt collar, yeah. like he like freaked out and took, took his shirt and threw it. And <laughs> they were everywhere though. Those cockroaches. Just huge things then. Yeah. Gosh. See, there were tons of cockroaches in Guatemala and I only saw one fly once and it free. It did freak me out. Cause I was like, these things aren't supposed to fly. Yeah, like I know they have, I, I know they have wings. But like it's just like it's like a penguin, you know. It's just for show. Like they, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, they don't really fly, right? Yep. that's crazy. Um, dang it! I was going to ask you something about Elder Garcia, and it's, it slipped my mind. I think I was going to ask you about. Um, dang it! Yeah, slipped my mind. Slipped my mind. I have no idea. No idea. I was going to ask you. Um, I think it had something to do with. Um, oh, what did? Yeah, yeah. What did he think then? Because one, one thing that I noticed in my mission, so kids from other, I served in Guatemala, kids from other Central American countries or from Mexico, sometimes they come to Guatemala and these Mexicans would look down upon like Guatemala. They'd be like, oh, Guatemala, really? like what is this place? And I think to myself, like, dude, you're from Mexico. Like, <laughs> it's all the same place. Like, it's like, dude, come on. Like, we're not, it's not like you're from some nice place. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously that's like me and my man. I never said this to him, but in my head I was just kind of like, listen, dude, we're all just here. Like, no, no need to like bash on this country. Like I had a Mexican companion that all the time we'd walk down the streets. Like this place is so dirty. Guatemala is like <laughs> the dirtiest place ever. And in my head, I'm like, dude, I haven't been to Mexico, but all I hear is that people go there and it's dirty. I didn't ever say this to him, but in my head, I'm like, just go easy on him. It's a different place. It's whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. Like whatever. Did you have any of your companion, like from Spain, like these European countries, did they, did they have a harder time getting along and like, being okay with the living situations down there. Did they ever say anything about that or as far as just like, like, like the culture or like, yeah, the, sure. Anything, especially anything. the Spanish. I don't know how well the Spanish and the French get along. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't, he did well. He I mean, did fine. maybe it was good. It was, they weren't mostly French. There it was most like right. Larry, Larry, Larry about the Frenchies were the Frenchies stoked. Cause that's kind of known as was the Frenchies. What? Sorry. Your, your French companions. Like were they stoked to be, have, be like serving? Oh the yeah. There? Yeah. Like, I think so. Cause no, no language barrier, right. and they and they were stoked to learn English, too. So, but it's almost like for for us, like going to some like, like Puerto, I guess I don't know about Puerto Rico, but like going to Hawaii is like right. as an American elder would be kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, this is that, awesome. That'd like, be pretty tough. You can get in the water, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. So, how long are you with Elder Garcia? Uh, not too long. I think that was just a transfer, um, and then after him. I moved out of Santa Maria and still stayed in the north. We were Santa Clotilde. That was when I was with a threesome for just like two or three weeks with Elder. Oh, I was with Elder Young again. 
You guys, oh, okay. mentioned, you guys yeah. mentioned if we yeah. do a deuce. Yeah, I was with him for briefly for a little bit um, with him and Elder Skipping Board. He was an American. Skipping Board. Skipping Board. Elder Skip. Call him Elder Skip. <laughs> 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 and he was a cool guy. He, he was younger. He was one of my favorite companions. He was fun. Uh, but yeah, we we did a threesome for uh, for a little while, like just two or three weeks, and then and that's when I left. And I think those two stayed there, and then that's when I became the assistant to the president and the zone leader. I think we're going to spend some time talking about this because it just seems like a crazy thing to be. Yeah, your assistants to the president, but it, like you you're did president, president things. Yeah. yeah, you're not with the yeah. president, and you're doing like right. making companionships. Yeah. yeah. Um, the whole island is your area. Like that's that's the weirdest thing ever. Like I don't know how how did that how, how did how did you get trained to become that? What did the mission president tell you? Right. Um, what was a normal day like? Right. It, it was a hard transition because I was so used to teaching and tracting, you know. And all of a sudden, like I'm not doing that anymore because in because the island's like your area, but your investigators are the missionaries. So you're in charge of missionaries, but you're in charge of all the paperwork, like the visas. We had to make sure their visa was up to date to be, you know, French government and everything. So we had to, and we had to, what was cool though, we did a lot of traveling because we got to go to different districts all around the island and go visit. And we did a lot of, uh, what do you call it? Splits? Splits. Thank you. Yep. We did a lot of splits with the missionaries. So that was fun. Just kind of hang out with them. And it was good. It was fun to just talk with them, see how every missionary was doing. I think so. It was like fun in a different way. So was that the expectation though? The mission president basically tell you like, Hey, you're not going to be working as much. Right. Like, are you different? Is that what he tells you like off the bat or? Yeah. It's kind of, it was kind of a lot of like clerical work, I guess you could say like with, with visa and passport and things like that. And then like every month he wanted us to send a report of each missionary, including all the sisters of how they were doing and things that they maybe needed. And so we would write like a whole report on every single missionary and what we saw and how the companionship was doing, what we thought needed to change, how things were going. And so that's crazy. And did it, I mean, was it pretty self-sustaining zone or did you guys have personnel issues like typical uh, anxiety, depression, right. mothers being dumb, yeah, sisters complaining? Like what was, yeah, for the most part, they were all, pretty solid missionaries. Um, when I was there, there was one missionary that actually came from Madagascar to help us out. He was probably the hardest one to deal with. Cause, um, it, he was actually ended up being with elder skip and elder skip was a guy who wanted to just go out and learn. He had a hard time with the language, right. but he was ready to go. Like he just wanted to go do missionary work and he had a hard time getting him getting, getting up. Like he just didn't, he just kind of was done. It sounded, it seemed like he was just kind of done with the work and, we found out that he was actually texting like a, one of the investigators, like the girls, like in the middle of the night. Yeah. How'd you find that out? <laughs> was a no, no. I think other skip found that out. And he, he like, they mentioned it to us. And so we talked to him. I had to talk to him about it and he didn't really like that. And then we ended up having to go to the mission president and the mission president sent him like an email. And he sent us the email of what he said to him. He was pretty, he's pretty direct with them about it. And he did okay afterwards, but it took a little while. He was kind of probably one of the harder ones to deal with. But overall, though, all the missionaries there, they were they were really good. And sisters were good. Um, one sister, she had to get like a blessing almost every week, <laughs> which, which is fine, I guess. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, no, it's not, a bad, that, not a bad thing, I guess, with that. Um, 
But yeah, it, it was cool though. I, I really liked being assistant to the president. I mean, it was hard at first cause you're not tracting, you know, you're not going really to the people so much, but it was fun to be with the missionaries. And so like every day, do you have like a companionship? You're like, okay, today, this is the companionship we're going to visit or like, yeah. Cause when, cause with district meetings, it was once there were three other districts. We were, there were three districts all together. We would go see. And so every time we go see him once a week at their different place, I think it was like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at a different place. We would do splits with him. And Thursday was a P day. And then Friday and Saturday was kind of more uh, like clerical work or we do stuff on our own, you know, just go out somewhere. And, and then su- Sundays, what are Sundays like for an AP? Sundays, um, that's what we do. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Star, Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. 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 Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, Sundays, I mean, after church, you talk with a lot of members. We talk with a lot of members and kind of like the leaders. Like that's when we kind of got more contact with the district president and President Sheenuk, and we kind of talk about how the mission was going. Interesting. How long were you in AP then? I was AP for maybe three months, three or four months. And did you end your mission that way then? No. After that, I went to... uh, Saint Denis, which is also in the north, and that's where I was a district leader, and that's where I ended my mission. I, I was with Elder Figget on that one, and then uh, after Elder Figget, that's when I trained Elder Dowd, and that was my last companion. So, was was it typical then to be for an assistant to just be an assistant for a short time and then go back out and? Oh, I was kind of ready though to be out again. Or, yeah. <laughs> to, yeah, to go out and and talk with people <laughs> so just who was your who was your ap we didn't have, who was your ap companion then oh a, ap companion was elder george he was he was from idaho how was that it was good yeah he, he did he did a good job we clashed a little bit um but I, I learned a lot from him i think he learned quite a bit from me and overall it was it was good i thought we worked pretty well together we worked hard together and i thought we did some good stuff um did you feel like there was a divide at church? Like, were there many French members? And if there were, did you feel that they meshed well with the Creole members? Yeah. I Overall, I don't think there was there was much of a division with it because they were all pretty open. Um, it was harder to get, like, were the Creole people teachers because in French meetings, it was, or in the church meetings, it was all French. And so it was harder for the Creole people to come, like the investigators, to actually come to church because they don't, they don't really understand. They so didn't there really wasn't understand any Creole it. branches then. Like, no, not really. Okay. Yeah, I mean they would. I mean everything was spoken in French. Um, you know, even the Creole members who were there would just speak French, but it was it was a little more difficult for the Creole people to go there. But I mean, they were welcoming and stuff. There wasn't any animosity or no anything. No issues around the line. Yeah, like, yeah. Racist trends or anything. Right. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a problem. Okay. Anything anything you want to mention about <clears throat> being with Elder George then, being an AP, any other uh things you want to touch on? Um other than I learned a lot of a lot of skills like leading meetings. That, that was a big thing with us and we would talk with the mission president a lot, which was cool. We kept that was when I kept most in contact with him. And it was cool to see like his inspiration with stuff. I was closer to him with that and like with, with us as well, like getting, you know, organizing the mission and for transfers and things and then seeing present Gaia's take on it. That was just really neat experience. Right. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. We can move on then. After that, you said elder. F- Figget. But what? Elder Figget. Figget. So that's my wife's best friend's husband. Wife's best friend's husband's aunt, uncle's dog. 
Okay. <laughs> Roommate. Good. Good, good, good. Elder Figgett, how was that? Awesome. He he's a character. <laughs> and he was he was a little younger on the mission too. I, I could tell he was kind of power hungry though to be a get a, like a title district leader kind of. Um, but he did good though. I think, I think by the time I got there, I think he was hoping before he was going to be something else other than a junior companion by the time I got there. Um, but he was like, he was just a fun guy he, and it was just funny to hear him speak French. He spoke well, but he had kind of a deep voice, right? Yeah. He just, he just has like a really deep voice in French, which is funny because French people, they kind of were kind of a little, I guess, flighty, I guess, right. <laughs> kind of a voice. So it was just funny to hear him speaking French, but it was cool. I mean, I was, that's when I was the district leader and we did some splits there and things like that. How long were you guys together? We, I think I was just, I was just with him for one transfer and then he went down South. I think. You had a lot of companions. Yeah. Did you like that? Like the change or was it hard to get things going? Like, I don't like you had any consistency. Yeah. For some, for some, I liked the change. Some, some I didn't want. Cause <laughs> 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 But uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. It was. It kind of kept us all on our toes. I think. Right. So I think. So was that pretty standard then? Mm-hmm. That everyone was kind of cycling through yeah. that much. Yeah. Every every one or two transfers for the most part, everybody was getting a new companion. I think I think yours was the same way. Where, where ours was very like formulaic. Yeah. Now it was ours was. I mean, I'm trying to think. I I had one companion for four transfers. I want to say. So that was hard for us. Ours was basically two. But pretty much everyone had them for two, and then you switch. Two and done. I'm trying to do that math. How long would five transfers be? Five transfers? Five times six is... 30 weeks? That's yeah. almost a... No, a little bit high. Half a year. Is that nine months? That's all. Is it six months? No, I think I was... Not. What? I don't know the math. I need that's, help. I think that's almost half a year, I think. Never mind. Then I might have been three... <laughs> it might have been three transfers, because I think I was in that area for six months. <clears throat> but one... The, so the last transfer... Transfers. It was four... Okay, so three transfers I was with one guy... Felt like longer. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's kind of yeah, that was the companion. It's funny because that was a companion I had the hardest time getting along with. Like, I got along with him. Yeah. But it felt like, like, every time, time I'd yeah. get, like, the news, or the, they'd call us because we were so far away from the Capitol. They'd call us, and it'd be like, <laughs> so you're staying. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Elder Lopez, we're still <laughs> <Again>. together. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I think that's how it was with me and Elder Young in yeah. the South. Because again, we were—I thought we worked well, but we clashed a lot, yeah. and we were like surprised we were still together. We're like, <laughs> we're like, oh, well, we're doing this again. Well, the crappy thing with me, dude. So Elder Lopez and I—we found this huge family and baptized them. So there was one month we had twelve baptisms. The next month oh. we had ten. Like, and so the mission president saw that as like, man, you guys, these guys, are really, you guys, it's really a dream team. Stay That's together. a dream and I'm team. Like, dude, like you could have sent anyone here. I would have found this family. It's not us. Remember he pulled us up in front of Zone Conference one time. He's like, I need Elder Lopez and Elder Castro to come do some demonstration. They are so successful. And he's like talking us up. And in my head, I'm like, dude, he's like, how do you guys start a lesson? I was like, I don't know. Like, listen, bud, like, it's not What's your secret? What's your secret? Well, then he asked, he's like, how do you start? And I was like, well, we're like in front of the whole, we're like, well, we start with a song. He's like, and what kind of song? I was like, usually a primary song. He's like, Elders, sisters, you can really learn from this. I'm like, gosh, like, <laughs> this is the groundbreaking stuff. I probably learned this from my last companion. I have no idea. We're just flying right. by the seat of our pants here. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so it was really random. Like, there was some, you know, some missionaries would be just one transfer and then some for yeah. longer. I know I know for a fact there was a companionship that was together for at least four transfers. 
Right. And I guess it wasn't me now thinking back on it, but like, yeah, it was our mission president was really big into, he wanted to receive revelation for those changes in which I think other mission presidents may be just okay with like, well, think about it and feels okay. And you know, we're not getting stopped and then just go for it. But my right. mission president was really big on like, yeah, I felt, I feel like, like he had, he called me and told me like, the Lord wants you to be a trainer and you're going to be training. Next really? That's cool. Like he called wow. me and told me that and I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it's just different, like different mission presidents, different, different strategies. styles. Some mission presidents like assign their missionaries to do transfers. Like, right. <laughs> That's such an odd thing to me with the football team, with the football team. <laughs> he's like, then we, then we, then we did on, then we went on splits with the soccer team. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> we're like, Hey, you guys want to do so? Like, okay, well, whatever. I just I imagine that conversation he has with the team. He's like, so I'm like in charge of some missionaries for Jesus Christ. And do you want to go fly to this Island and play soccer with them? (laughs) And the coach is like, Oh, we, we, or how do you say yes in Malagasy? And in, uh, Creole, Creole is beh, beh, beh. That's something my grandma says. So (laughs) she's from El Salvador. Every time she gets upset, she goes, beh. And it means nothing, but <laughs> it's just, it's just a grunt. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a, bleh. like if you say something offensive, she'll look at you. Bleh. <laughs> Anyways, that's random. Um, okay. Crazy. So you got, um, your district leader. How was, how was being, um, were you, had you been district leader prior to that? No. Yeah. I went from, they always made fun of me because in the threesome, I ended, up, I ended up being like a junior companion again. So then they always like make fun of me because I was like I went from junior companion to AP. <laughs> oh, what a jump! <laughs> yeah, so and legendary so, I, Elder Weininger. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't ever district president or yeah district leader until was, then. The first after. Time, yep, until then, was that then typically a natural progression? Was junior, senior, district leader, AP? Mostly that. Yeah, yeah. I think some on the mission would go from senior companion to like AP as well. Right. Um. D- just such a weird, weird thing. How many, did you have any companions that went to that? What was that British? Mauritius. Mauritius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, on that Island, they had probably around four to six missionaries at a time and they have a different Creole. They speak another kind of Creole there. And did they have their own they, mission? APs, in a British Island, it wasn't English predominantly. Mm-mm. Yeah. They brought more English than La Reunion, but mostly French again. And then a lot of Mauritian Creole. And so, some, so a lot of times, I mean, I never went to Mauritius, but when the others would come back, they actually had a hard time adjusting language-wise because Laurean and Creole and right. Mauritius Creole are completely different. It's like Haitian Creole. Right. You know, they're just different, just yeah. different dialect and everything. Did, did they have their own AP on that island then? Mm, I don't think so. I think they had like a district leader for the mission for the was missionaries. Was part of your zone, though? So would you guys have communication nope. with that? Mm-mm. Okay, so they were nope. separate. Yeah, they were separate, but I think... I. So I guess you could say like they did have like maybe one AP and then the other was like a missionary because there was just, there was not very many there. It was like four or six at a time. But when they would go there, they would be there for six months to a year and then come back to La Reunion. Interesting. Interesting. So your district leader, um, after that, you fit, you, after Elder, gosh, Frigate? Frigate. 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 Who's your, is that your, so you have one more companion after Elder yeah, Frigate? Elder, who's after that? Elder Frigate, it was Elder Dowd, American, and that, that, that's who I trained. That, my, that was my last companion. So your last companion, first time training? First time training, yep. How was that? It was fun. 
and he he was awesome. I mean, obviously everyone has like struggle with the language, but he did good. And I, you know, I would try and help him speak a little bit more, more so than my trainer did, because I think that would have helped me. Right. So, so we would try and plan out like, Hey, you're going to teach like this part in the lesson. And, um, you know, and tracking wise, we'd always like switch, take turns because the limit kind of took over a lot <laughs> when I was, when I was a train trainee. So you tried to give him more opportunity than you feel like you were. Yeah, you got. yeah, to get his confidence going, and he did, did good. He respond well to that. Mm-hmm. Or was he, yeah, he was. He was. He was good. Yeah, he did well. Where was he from? You said he was American. Where was he from? I want to say he was from. I, I think it was Tennessee. I think did you have any commander from Utah then? Oh, frigate! I guess other figure. Figure. Figure was from Morgan. Morgan. I think he was the only one from Utah. Well, no, no, because figure's from Eugene, Oregon. Oh, you're right. You're right. So I guess not. <laughs> That's pretty unique. No, yeah. no, Elder Hoffling. Elder Hoffling was from was from Utah. Yeah, because I've I've talked with him quite gotcha. a bit, okay. and gotcha. we we met up. So yeah, and he's from Utah. Gotcha. He'd be the only one. Was it one transfer then with Elder Dowd? Two transfers with him. Two transfers. Did you yep. did you realize like when you trained him? Did you know he was going to be your last companion? Like, I, did I you guys usually train? I was I was I was towards the end. Yeah. And I figured that would probably be it. Was that normal to train for two transfers to be with? Because, yeah. you know, for us, that wasn't the, like it was, was it just one? one transfer with your trainer. And you, you typically moved on. I know now the program they've run is they want you with them for 12 weeks or so two transfers. Interesting. But for us, for our mission, it was you typically one transfer. Yeah. Then you move. Ours on. was more so two. Transfers. That's, what, that's how I was with Elder Lemmy. I was when he was my trainer. I was there right. with him for two for two transfers. And how'd you feel like the, once you got to the end of the mission, what feelings are happening? Like, did you feel the end of the mission? Yeah. The end of the mission. Did you feel like you, I always think, I always think, I don't know how you felt Scott, but I always thought like, once I got to the end of my, my mission, I was like, man, I am good at this. Yeah. Like I felt like I know what I'm doing. Like I know how to teach. I know how to invite to baptism. Like. And now I've just got done. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. How, how did you feel at the end? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like that, especially language wise. I mean, there's definitely a language barrier. I think for me, that was the hardest part of the whole mission was language for me because again, like I said, I did not want to speak French. I had no desire. That was the language I did not want to learn. I just didn't like it. <laughs> but I, I learned to love it. So I would say like six months in is when I could understand it and feel a little bit confident of like speaking, you know, instead of questioning myself. And then about a year in was when I felt like I was fluent. Right. Um. But by the end, it is you do kind of have those feelings like I, you kind of think that, oh, if I would have known that, I could have done this different. You kind of think right. back on it. But kind of how I thought about it was that, you know, I did the best I could where I was at at that time. And so that's kind of what I've always said. I said I did the best I could whenever I was, and I learned a lot <laughs> on where, wherever right. I was I at. That's, that's pretty profound. I think that's what you'd want from any missionary. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Just do what you can with what you know. Yep. Right. Right. Do you uh, – is there any okay, I got one question, and then I'll go back to that question can Can you for us give us a basic contact in French and then a basic contact in Creole 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 like 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 meeting someone yeah, yeah. like when you meet someone on the street yeah first in, in, French, in French then in Ooh, okay Creole. 
I haven't smoked French for a long time. I'm going to have an American accent, so be ready for that. Uh, we won't notice. <laughs> Maybe you, all <laughs> those hard, hard R's there. And be upset. Yeah, he's going to be like, oh, I did not teach that one again <laughs> yeah. too well. Yeah, make sure you don't send this to Lindy. We'll make sure this doesn't make it to France. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so in French, it would be, uh, we would go, bonjour, comment allez-vous? Oh, bien, comment va votre journée? Uh, je m'appelle other, other vinegar. Vinegar. <laughs> other vinegar. Et voici uh, mon ami, other baguette. Uh, nous sommes des uh, Américains. Nous venons d'Amérique. Nous sommes des missionnaires de l'Église de Jésus-Christ des saints des derniers jours. Et uh, nous sommes ici, en fait, pendant tous deux ans. Et uh, uh, on est ici pour parler avec uh, les autres personnes, parler de notre Église et par rapport à Jésus-Christ et comment il a rétabli son Église sur la terre. Uh, par l'intermédiaire d'un prophète. Et nous voudrions uh, parler avec vous encore un peu plus de notre Église et uh, comment nous pouvons venir encore uh, plus proche uh, à notre Sauveur Jésus-Christ. Uh, nous voudrions uh, uh, parler avec vous et votre famille. Holy cow. So I actually so understood more than up, I thought. So let me, yeah. let me ask, close did, to you, yeah. did you say in there... We serve for two years. Yeah, yeah. I, I said. I said. Yeah, we're I said, from America. Yeah, we would usually say who we were, and we're we're here for two years. Why would you do that? Just for them to kind of get an idea of why we're here, where we're from, how long we're here, to just so they kind of know that we're not tourists. Right. Gotcha. You know, because sometimes we would get that a lot, like because we're white, we're American, and so we learn well, we're only here for two years, and you know we're away from family, and we're here to. Talk with people. About That's, interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. That's yep. interesting. I heard prophets. I heard well, I Christ established an yep. earth. Yep. Or an earth. He established an earth. Yes. But he says the church on the earth. Did you say that? Yep. How we, how, we, how we reestablished the church yeah. again yeah. through a prophet. Yep. Yeah. Well, that, was, that was actually cool. Thanks for letting me see that. It's been a long time no, since yeah. I could speak French like well, that. was fun. Well, listen, you get to do it again. Can you do it in Creole? Creole, man. Ooh. Okay. So, well, first we say bonjour until like, <laughs> until they kind of Until you realize you're like, nope. Yeah, so we were kind of joking at first. So we would go like, uh, uh, bonjour, comment allez-vous? Ah, mi cause contigo, moi. Ah, oui. Ah, ben, où c'est de Jésus-Christ, hein? And that, this guy, kind of <laughs> they go, ah, ben, Tiguin. Ben, ben, oui, on cause un Tiguin de Creole et on cause de, de Jésus-Christ. Nous sommes des missionnaires sur la plaque, là, hein? And uh, et on, on aime bien parler avec vous et où est aux familles, n'est-ce pas? Why is there a lot of uh? <laughs> they love that. Right. They they think it, they think it's cool. Like if you say uh a lot, they think you're like a native. Yeah. And so we would use that a lot to like our advantage to kind of get some rapport with them. So that one was harder because so I interrupted. Gonna... I interrupted. Did you finish? Keep you yeah, keep that's, going. That's pretty yeah. good. Oh okay. Yeah, but yeah, they they use like ben uh, yeah well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like these people. Those sound like my guys. Be like, ah. <laughs> that's crazy. Did, did you run into any English speakers, like tourists or anybody else, when you're making? Actually, contacts? a few. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was actually kind of got harder too, because yeah. we got so used to speaking people in yeah. French yeah, like that, sure. and all of a sudden, when you're talking English about what you're doing, you're kind of fumbling your words a little bit because you got so used to it. Right. And you're like, yeah, we're missionaries yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think is the word <laughs> do, were, were, do you remember if they were americans or were they from australia britain do you remember there were there was um i think i think britain like british and then there was actually some french people too that spoke 
English that we talked to, and they wanted us to speak some English with them, so we did that a few times. I just think this is such a melting pot for me. Oh yeah, yeah, it is, man. Yeah, that's a that's a good word for it. It's a, it's a melting pot. Yeah. It's yep. crazy stuff. Okay, so I had the other question I was going to ask: Is there any story? Um, maybe you've already told it. Maybe it's maybe it's your soccer experience, but <laughs> right. is there like a go to story that you have for like when people ask, like when people talk about missions, and you've like I've got this story that I pull out either to be like. A spiritual story, funny story, just like a what the heck story. Your go-to missionary story. Or have you already told that, or do you have one like in, in the bag that you think of that you're like, oh, I always tell this one. Um, a lot of those I've, I've kind of mentioned, like that's the soccer one was the one that right. went with the door. I think it was just funny with him kicking <laughs> down the door. Um, biggest conversion story was with Raymond. Right. Mara, that was one of, that's one of my go-to stories for spiritual. Um. I would say more at a personal level because, I mean, everybody's got their unique spiritual experience on a personal level. Probably mine that I'd go to is when I first um, learned that I was going to leave um, my first area. I was going to whitewash with Elder Young, and I knew who Elder Young was. I knew he was young. I was kind of like, how the heck are we going to do it? Um, so the spiritual experience for me was like, I remember that night I was like freaking out like the night before we were going to go. But I remember, like, I got up in the middle of the night, just went to my study room and just prayed. Um, just prayed on my knees and prayed for a while, just, like, for strength and help and everything. And, like, I just, I really did feel like just, like, a newfound confidence, though, in that, that like, this is what Heavenly Father wants me to do. I'll go do it. <laughs> like, it was just, I don't know, it was just a totally different mindset after the prayer for me. So that was, that was, like, a go-to spiritual experience for me personally with that. That's cool. That's cool. Um, anything else we want to share? We've got we've got two final questions we always ask. But is okay. there anything we missed over that you'd like to mention? Yeah, mission mission is just awesome. I mean, when I when I left, I almost felt like uh, I, I remember looking down at the window from the airplane, and you guys have seen Castaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when he's kind of looking back at the island, yeah. and he kind of misses it a little bit. That's how I felt. I felt like I was kind of like that was my home. For two years and it's i probably won't see it again most likely right but it was man learn to love the people love the language and yeah just cool experience but i think most of the like the main um experiences i had i think i've kind of shared that with you that I, that's my go-to those are the ones that i remember okay. the most okay. i like it so um pre-mission what were you most concerned about and then when you you know post-mission what should you have been most concerned Okay. Like as far as like just the mission experience, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> sleep. You, you were concerned. I was concerned getting up in the morning okay. at six thirty because I'm, I love to sleep in. Okay. I, I can't anymore with kids, but, right. but I, I love to sleep in. And so I was so worried, man, I got to get up at six or six thirty. And actually in my first area, their, their time was different where we actually had to give up five thirty. Um, cause like most people were at their homes earlier in the day, not so much at night. Okay. So we would end the day earlier, but get up earlier. Okay. Um, that for me was a big concern. And then food was a main concern cause I was a picky eater. Um, and then I actually didn't realize it until almost to the end of my, until when I was going to the MTC, but I kind of like, I, I mean, it should have been like in my head already, but I, I kind of realized like, Oh man, I, I guess this is going to be me. Like I got to teach. Yeah. Like, you know, like, this is up to me here. I, I'm always going to teach. I can't, like, rely on someone else. I got to learn how to teach. Um, so that I was concerned. 
how to teach. I, I wished I kind of had more experience with teaching beforehand. Um, and then post-mission, you said, like, what, what concerned me? Or, like, what, what, I mean, what, what should you have been more concerned about or what would you have given yourself as advice at that point? Sure. Um, back to the, the whole teaching thing, I, I would give advice. Like, I kind of think about maybe another missionary who's going to go out. Maybe a concern is, um, I mean, make sure you just have a good foundation of your own testimony because even when you're on a mission, you're, you get shaken a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I was too. I mean, doors get slammed in your face a lot. You get a lot more rejections, a lot more no's than yeses, yeah. um, especially on a mission I was at because we didn't get too many lessons. So a lot of people would say, get out of here. And then sometimes it was hard. Sometimes you do question like, what the heck am I doing here? Yeah. You know, and so what gets you through is just a lot of prayer and um, continuing to bear your testimony, fit to feel that spirit. And that that's what I miss the most every single day was feeling that spirit every single day. You know, um, but yeah, that's, that's probably what I should have been concerned more is I, I feel like I had a good testimony, but maybe to strengthen my knowledge as well in the gospel, um, and to, and to have more opportunities to teach because I actually really like the new curriculum that church has come out with the come follow me yeah. where it's more family based because yeah. I think with your kids, what's the, what's a better, more, better place to make mistakes in your own home yeah. than with that's other, right. than with other people. Right. And so I think that's the best way for the kids to where you let them teach. And then if they make mistakes or questions, it's in a safe place. You know, we, you can talk to them about it. Um, so that's kind of wish that I wish that I had more. I had, I wish I had more teaching moments, even if it was just within the family. I wish I had that a little bit more and more knowledge. Cause when you're in the MTC and you're learning the language as well, it's hard to not, not only teach in English, but teaching in like a different language. Right. It's, it's pretty tough. So Oh, I like it. I like that. Okay, final final concluding question here. So, um, knowing what you know now, would you have eighteen year old Elder Weiniger go back on a mission? And then the second part, where you are now in your life, married kids, if President Nelson got up in one of the conferences and said, "Hey, elders, we need to double the workforce. We're going to call everyone out on a mission again. Would you serve?" Ooh, that's a good question. Honestly, I've thought about that too. Yeah. Like what I, what I would do. Cause sometimes it's kind of nerve wracking. Cause like the mission's tough. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I want to go do that again, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah, man. Uh, like, so your first question though, was if I was 18 again, yeah. knowing, knowing what you know now, you, you knowing what, you knowing know what now, I know now, yes. like me, would you tell 18 year old you like, go, we'll go on. Again. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Because, yeah, we, I always, we always talked about how the mission was like the school of life. It teaches yeah. you everything. I mean, you're, you, it's faith building, but so many life lessons yeah. in there, too. And you learn how to take rejections. Yeah, <laughs> That's a big one, a too, big really. Part, and a big benefit for the rest of your It life. is. Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. So I definitely would. Um, to be called out again, I've actually, I've, I've honestly actually had some dreams where I get called, like, to Portugal or something. Okay. And I got to speak Spanish. And like Portuguese, my, but yeah, continue. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah Portuguese. <laughs> um, That's why you're freaking out. You're like getting there. You're like, I don't know. I learned yeah. Spanish. So, so, so funny side story on that. Like the Brazilian members love to ask that. You know, when you got called to Brazil, you probably thought we spoke Spanish, didn't you? And that we were all living in huts. They call, <laughs> like that was like a running joke that asked every American missionary. You probably thought we spoke Spanish, didn't you? Yeah, uh, <laughs> bon dia. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the feelings I get on those dreams, I'm like, I'm like anxious about it. Right. And like, it's almost like, it would be hard to leave family and stuff. Cause that's what you're asking too. Yeah, like to, for sure. 
leaving family. Cause like I was thinking like, cause I, when I had those dreams, I think the last time I had it was when, uh, um, my baby girl was, was first born. I was like, I want to miss out like the first two years where I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. And I got to leave my wife alone with those kids. Like that'd be a hard decision. I mean, you know, you want, I want to say, I want to say I'd go. Right. I was, I think that's what everybody would want to say, but, um, you know, you gotta, I think about the pioneers where they had to leave their families too, you know, back then. And obviously it's a different age now, but, um, yeah, man, that's, that'd be a tough, tough choice to go. I mean, I want to say I would, I hope I would, I hope I would, I you know, be willing to go. I think that's the most any of us could say. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's yeah. easy to sit here and say, yeah, well, I'll go. Yeah. But I can't say that though. Yeah, I just want to sure. say, I no, hope I'm, I would, because you know, you want to go serve, you want to, you want to go help and serve Heavenly Father, but if it, when it's in it though, <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. right. Well, awesome. Well, this has been good. This has been such a different experience. A different mission for sure. The, yeah. Than, than most of them. So it's so different. Cool. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Thanks, Elder guys. Weininger, Madagascar mission. And Dino Nido. 2006, 2008. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye.